Hey, I'm JR. And I'm Mike from the 18 Over Par with Mike and JR podcast. Welcome to season three of the pod, where we'll continue exploring the sights, stories, and sounds of golf on the prairies, where you'll find some of the most golf courses per capita of anywhere in the world and beer. And Lots beer. of beer. Lots of beer, JR. It's the 18 Over Par Podcast with Mike and JR. You suck, you duckass. Welcome to 18 Over Par with Mike and JR, proudly presented by Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. I'm JR, he's Mike, and today we're joined by veteran, caddy, and scratch golfer Andre Martel. When he's not traveling around the country as a caddy, you can find him at Glendale Golf and Country Club. Well, we're on location again Mike, mm-hmm. very kind of James Chapman, the general manager at Glendale Golf and Country Club, who we had on earlier this season mm-hmm. to let us into his office, oh. of all things, to record this. So we got Frenchie sitting in Chappie's chair right now. We get to see all the beautiful artwork behind him. That's you're talking about Chappie and Chapman. and <laughs> Yeah. It's beautiful, beautiful stuff. Yeah. I uh, I originally requested to record in the steam room, uh, but some of our recording equipment uh, <laughs> wasn't was, going to fly. wasn't going to work out. So uh, we're back here in Chapman's office. Yeah. Yeah. And also he gave us, so they just came out with this and Mike shared it on our social media on, on Instagram, was the Glen Ultra. And it's pretty good. Yeah. Very good. Nice, easy drinking, quaffable beer, light, light calories too. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think it's a three. It's, it's, I want to say it's ninety. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, three and a half percent. Yeah, Brazen Hall, right? Brazen Hall, correct. Absolutely. Shout out to them, and also the Glen Blonde. We've got the Glen Blonde going as well. What do you? What did you have there? That's the Glen Blonde on that's tap. The Glen Blonde. Yeah. There you go. Wow. So they got it on tap. We got it in the bottle. We got everything. Just like this guy, we got to give a shout out as always to Brace Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Brace at 204-515-3446. He's still got to take us out to St. Charles. He did reach out to me. I don't know if me. he's paying or not. He, oh, he probably won't because he's I think he'd pay. helping us out. He you think so? Pay. Maybe not. Okay. We'll buy him a bottle of wine or something mm. but uh he did text me he's a busy guy he said when do you want to go out and i said well anytime but mm-hmm. uh, except weekends and during the day and <laughs> and mondays and fridays <laughs> yeah. so he we got three days in play about four hours uh and we're supposed to get out with chapman too that's right he invited us out he was he, he invited us to the pro-am he said he's gonna play with us in the pro-am dumped right. us didn't didn't choose to play oh, with us yeah. the glendale pro-am which is you know okay mm. that's fine Were you guys here no, we weren't no, okay. here now because we didn't get the invite. He said he was going to invite us and then didn't give I us the invite. I don't think we, we never followed up on it. <laughs> we, either, we, so we, we can't, we can't put that on That's probably him. why he got the office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's also, it's a busy place. Mike comments on the renovations yeah. here are done when oh, we yeah. did the interview with James yeah. earlier this season. 
it was a mess. It was a construction project and they finished it. They were putting, if I remember correctly, they were still putting trim up um, the weekend of the first wedding who happened to be the, the it was the chef that right. was getting yeah. right here mm-hmm. and they were still finishing up like on Friday. Yeah. That's when we were in here and they were still doing some of the drywall they had and some of the painting yeah. and yeah I was I was uh out for a couple of drinks with James that night and he yeah. had to come back to to make sure they got out of here in time to get all oh, their yeah. stuff because the wedding was on Saturday. Yeah. And now uh, and he, and Chap- sure I might have those DJs Chapman's uh, <laughs> Chapman's desk was just a folding table at that point and, <laughs> That's right. and now this is a what a beautiful solid balsam wood uh yeah. I think he shipped in from uh, Thailand. You can use a sticker as a coaster. Say, maybe I should have a there coaster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're not. I don't know if I it's might, a real, I might, I might real wood. Might, back. Oh, yeah. Those uh, the the stickers are very durable, so you could use them as a, a coaster. Perfect. They got an over laminate on them. Tell us more about the stickers, Mike. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, maybe another day, Jr. Let's get into it. <laughs> well, we will get into it. It's a you know happening club. We got ladies going on tonight. We had the Bombers alumni tournament that was happening today. Yeah. So if you hear some loud noises, some claps. Uh, some big men walking through there's, the halls here in the background. There's definitely some large dudes. <laughs> I right there, saw yeah. some, yeah. yeah. Saw Derek Poplowski, the son of Joe Poplowski, yeah. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe a CFL Hall of Famer, too. We saw him jogging, well, his jog, just down the lane here. We'll call it a saunter more than a jog. Yeah, yeah. well, to me, I was like, it's it was my sprint. It's his jog. Yeah. Yeah, he's jacked. He's a personal trainer, I believe. Is well. that I right? think that's, shout out to that's him. Correct. Yeah, shout out to D-Pop. I saw a few guys on the on the tennis courts too. So mm. yeah, it's turning into more of pickleball courts than they are tennis courts. A lot of mm. pickleball going on here these days. So it is, yeah, because we I think we brought that up last time. I think Chapman invited us to play pickleball too. And, oh. and we, they they often run a tournament. He was he won it a couple of years. I oh no, wait, so he's a ringer. He well, no, his ringer moved to Kelowna. So oh. if we're honest, oh. I, 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 James was the, throwing uh, shade. James, the, uh, sorry, James is the B team on that uh, on that two man squad. So. <laughs> The glue. Yeah. Glue. He's, a yeah, glue he's the guy. glue guy. Yeah. The glue guy on <laughs> yeah. the two man team. Yeah. Uh, well, we are honored to have, uh, have you here. Um, even, you know, texting, uh, back and forth and sending us, uh, what, uh, you sent us. It's, uh, incredible. Even James said like, man, you've, you lived one hell of a life. It's, it's been a pretty whirlwind 24 months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, even on top of that, you know, looking at the scenery here, at, you know, beautiful Glendale. Yeah. Uh, just how did you get into into this game of golf? Did you start here? Uh, no, I'm born and raised in Ontario. Okay. Uh, a place called North Bay, about three hours north of Toronto. Uh, and my dad woke, came home one night, and, uh, like I think it was like a Friday night, and said, hey, do you want to try golf in the morning? I think I was nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went out with my, he, he has a twin brother. We went out with his brother and his son, who's about six six months difference in age than me. And uh, out we uh, out we went. It was a, like an executive course, like a par 56. I think I shot 112. My dad shot 190. He never beat me after that. No, no way. <laughs> uh, I was uh, pretty much hooked right away. Uh, as far as Glendale, um, once I moved here in 2000, uh, kind of uh, air traffic controller by trade, mm-hmm. so shift worker, whatever, never really joined anywhere. Um, went away for a little while, and then came when I moved back here in 2014, I uh, started started kind of looking, I think 2016 or 17 was my first year. Part as part of, we used, they used to do the small group memberships, like almost like a corporate. Oh, okay. So my first, yeah. my first year was that I joined full after that. And then James and I started to become, you know, kind of better friends. And then, uh, I bought my share two years ago. So yeah, I live really close by and it's, it's just kind of home. You don't have to say, but did he give you a discount? He did not. <laughs> <laughs> he did not. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not, yeah. not surprising. There's a reason James runs successful clubs. <laughs> <laughs> well, how has it, how has it been with the, 
well, the new everything, really, the new clubhouse. Yeah, right? it's been pretty constant here. The clubhouse is great. The patio is going to be awesome. Right, um, yeah. We got the construction yeah. uh, and then ongoing now. The uh, the bunker project that uh, Tyler Kearns, mm-hmm. uh, with, have you guys? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tyler pod, Kearns, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's turned out amazing. Uh, it's ju- almost complete, uh, and the changes are all, you know, so cool. Uh, I don't know that all the members like the bunkers because, you know, they're, they, they look harder than they, than they did before. They're a little bit visually intimidating, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of rough and some of the little, you know, kind of nuances to them now, but now they look probably way more like, uh, when they, it was originally designed, which I think was what, what Tyler was going right. for. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, golf course architect season one. Was he Mike? Yeah. I think it was season one. Tyler Kearns. We had him yeah, on. Yeah. I knew it was the one of the early ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I didn't realize this. I've, you know, heard stories about you even prior to reaching out to you and texting you. But Mike usually looks up the handicaps of all the people that we have on here if we can find them in the Golf Canada app. And you're a scratch golfer. So did you get any lessons growing up? How did you just consistent Um, play? Like, how did you get to this point? It was just like, for me, I've never been a range rat. Mm -hmm. Um, I I was... was Mike's nodding. Yeah, yeah he loves it. I'm a, I'm a, I hate the range. I'm a, I'm a rep kind of guy. Um, so, because I just, I lose, because my practice isn't good. Because if I'm, if I'm out there too long, I lose interest. Mm. Um, so I've, I've never really, if, if something's been really bad consistently, then I'll tend to work on something. More it's chipping and putting, which has kind of been, that's probably why I got to scratch. Mm. Uh, which, and last summer, that was the first time ever. I've been playing golf 45 years and I got there at 53. Wow. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And do you think it's just because of that consistent play? Um, or was there a something lot of different things? You know, like there's a lot of things that have gone on. I had, I had more time. Mm-hmm. And then it, to be completely honest, I kind of toiled for a long time, kind of two to four. And I just went on a heater. I think oh. I, I, think I, count, <laughs> I counted, I think I was counting eight out of 10 rounds at one point. So I mean, uh-huh. that doesn't happen that often. Right. Uh, so it bounced. I, it got all the way to plus 1.1 at the end of last summer. Wow. Yeah, so. Is something you're eating? Uh, well, <laughs> what's the fitness regimen? Well, yeah. So that that's a, that's a completely different story. So I went I went pretty much psycho um, starting about August of last year, fitness, and then I, st- I did the, started the stack. I don't know if you guys. Remember oh that. yes, yeah. So I did the stack in November. How has the stack system worked for so you? So I did two two different rounds uh, from November first, which was the. Uh, the foundation program, if you know a little bit about it. So I did that first round there. And then the second one, I can't remember what that the program was called, but by end of January, I went from cruising at about 101 to 102 to now about 113. Okay. So the stack system, I don't know if you've looked into that. I Mike, didn't, I did but, not. But that's yeah. with like the weighted, yeah, it, like the it's, weighted it's, golf it's club a, almost. And it's, using yeah, it's swing a hybrid length. Yeah, yeah. It's a hybrid length club with a, a thing that screws on it. And the, the app is built with all kinds of AI. So it kind of figures out where your weaknesses are. And it designs the each individual workout. Mm-hmm. They take anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes. Is it just using and the club or is it like? Just that club. Okay. And you need a, you need a, um, the PRGR, I think is one of the ones they recommend. It's the, the, the little swing monitor. It's a couple hundred bucks, and uh, basically you're just swinging out of your shoes, following along wow. what it says. And yeah, <laughs> but I added about thirty yards this year. Thirty yards, wow. That's big for a guy. Holy I'm smokes! You didn't change your clubs or anything. You just uh, no. Well, I, I got fit after I oh, added some okay. of the speed because uh, mm-hmm. I was a TPI in in um, California there in March, so I got refit. Oh, nice. 
um, because I was swinging a little faster. So it's a little, little firmer shaft this time. And, but, uh, yeah, 20 for a guy like me who played, uh, you know, played a little bit of Monday putter and stuff for, for Glendale. The biggest thing was when we went to the big tracks as a guy who was only hitting at about 250, 260 mm-hmm. at my age, um, I'm hitting six iron in where they're hitting wedge. So, mm-hmm. so all it did was kind of, if I do play the back tees, um, I'm just a little more relevant now. So, um, it's, it's been kind of cool. Yeah, like didn't notice any change in your dispersion or anything. No, like that. and it's see that was solid. the thing that I didn't want. Mm-hmm. Um, if as soon as that was happening, because I mean I got the scratch hitting at two sixty, so mm-hmm. um, I didn't want to hit it mm-hmm. now two eighty, two ninety, and now be all over the yard. So, mm-hmm. so far, what all it's done is show me that my wedge game is not as good as I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. I'm hitting a lot more wedges now. Yeah. Where where I used to hit, you know, seven to nine irons, mm-hmm. I'm pretty good with those, but I'm not hitting those anymore into mm-hmm. into short right. par four. So it's been it's been an interesting interesting change because all of a sudden, turns out my stroke gain with from 125 in it's not as good as I would have thought yeah well at least yeah you know that now yeah. and I know Mike and I we've been back and forth with the fit for golf app yeah so I've been doing play. some fit for golf and yeah I've been trying to send Mike some stretches and I downloaded so it yes yeah, yeah, okay. I certainly downloaded I, I wouldn't it. say he's a friend but I know Mike Carroll very well you do okay yeah, we, I've met him a couple, few times yeah because cool. he's a big listener also of the that chasing scratch right podcast well, which is kind of how Right. Yeah, this all kind of came about. Well, you're yeah. wearing the chasing scratch hoodie. I, I don't. Often we don't have go. an 18 over par hoodie. No, yet, no, but, not yet. Yeah. Not yet. But you did get a camo hat from us. I did. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's that's awesome. But yeah, the um, I try to wear the stuff. I've I've gotten to be pretty good, decent friends with with Mike and Eli from that mm-hmm. pod, and uh, try to represent. They've they've been good to me. I, I you know <laughs> been good to them. So um, yeah, it works out. It works out really well. So. And by the way, we still do have a few hats remaining. So if you want to DM us, and literally, I mean a few. I think there's yeah. two. I have one. And I think I have two. Yeah, yeah. All right. Perfect. It's, uh, it's it, great. It's it, even, it's the fact that it's fitted is even better. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Is that, that's not an official camo of any nationality, I'm sure. No, that's just a generic camo. That's, <laughs> that's, very, flex, that's very, very politically flex, correct of you guys. Flex yeah. fit camo, yeah. 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 Uh, then growing up, did you play competitively at all? Did you I did a little bit as a, stuff? as a junior. Uh, I've only played a couple of golf Manitoba events. Mm-hmm. You know, for, there was a, there was a period where I think I, I tried a little bit too hard as in the tail end of my junior years. And then when I joined the military where I wasn't playing a lot and mm-hmm. I just didn't enjoy competitive golf when I, I mean, I could shoot 74, could shoot 90. And so golf wasn't all that fun. Cause I wasn't playing enough. Um, and now, mm-hmm. you know what? Um, it just, that, that just really doesn't, you know, it doesn't light my fire. Mm. It's just really not, like, I, I'm not even a big guy to go out and play, for, you know, play for snips or, or whatever else. It's just, um, yeah, I'm, it's um, not really not really my thing, and mm. part of it's probably because I, often I I get so wrapped up in it. You know, we will talk a little bit about that at, at some point here. But sure. you know, between you know a, a couple of uh, mental health type issues mm-hmm. that I battled, and I recently found out that it turns out I've been you know uh, I'm ADD that the, that I didn't know for oh, the longest time. That would maybe explain the range. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe I got to yeah, look into 100%. that. hundred yeah, percent. And, and yeah. more importantly, not to make light of it or anything. No, 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 still, not at all. I, like I say, I've, I've known for about three weeks. Um, and it's one of those things where I, I would get myself so worked up before I even hit the first tee shot. I just never really, I didn't never really perform that well in those kind of scenarios. So I, I have way more success having four, four or five beers and just going out and smacking it around. So. <laughs> Maybe also the reason why you don't play in the Gulf Manitoba events. No drinking. Yes. <laughs> that would definitely yeah. be a problem. But what about as a caddy? Can you can you drink in Gulf Manitoba uh, events no, as a caddy? Like I don't think, think you allowed it. Yeah, they, no. they don't even let you spark up, you know, smoking a doobie is legal. <laughs> they don't let you do that in a Gulf Manitoba event either. So. Not yet. 
<laughs> yeah, not yet. Not yeah. Yet. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll sue. Maybe this will be the start right now. We can lobby. Maybe I should sue them. They're listening. Yeah. yeah they're, yeah. they're jotting down notes <laughs> yeah. for yeah. next season. Yeah. So if Brian Munns is out there listening, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming to be allowed to drink and smoke doobies while I, while I, while I play in the Manitoba senior two summers from now. <laughs> yeah. Right. 55. You're almost, wow. almost. There. I got to wait. Yeah. I'm a late birthday too. So is I'm it still 55 for the senior for club championship here? Is, is that the cutoff? Uh, they or what talked is it about here? changing it a couple yeah. years ago. It doesn't make any sense. Okay. So they, um, they, they follow the same thing as Golf Manitoba, which is 55. You have to turn 55 before the week of the Canadian senior, which oh, is usually okay. sometime in September. But my birthday is in December, so oh. I'll have to wait an extra year. So Yeah, well, I, we have to mention, too, Mike forgot his clipboard, or yeah. lost his clipboard. I shouldn't say forgot. Oh. We don't know where it went. Oh, oh. That's been with us for three seasons. Yes, oh. it has. Yeah. Uh, it's really hard to uh, work without a clipboard. A clipboard's really like an iPad for me, you know. For like for jotting down notes. <laughs> so and, just and having it, yeah. And really, and you really need some. Well, look at the research you did though. Today, is there three, four pages? Oh, we got three pages. Oh wow, three okay, pages. that's not bad. Double spaced. I mean, uh, but yeah, yeah, we lost the clipboard, but that's okay. I'm that's intimidated. Okay. Now. You can always get another one. Yeah. <laughs> there was research. Well, you time. sent us this stuff, so yeah, hey, what yeah, can yeah, you say? Yeah. And yeah. it's starting to feel like a steam room in this office. Right. It's hot. Did you say that? We got yeah. the lights beating down. I was going to no say, maybe we should turn the lights it's, off or something. Get a little, get a little cozy. Maybe uh, we it can get a Turn the old thermostat going. down. Yeah, I know now why James doesn't spend a lot of time in his office. It is hot in here. <laughs> maybe just not that busy. Well, maybe we could even open the door a little bit. I don't know yeah, how noisy it is out there. Maybe crack the crack the seal in the door there, Mike. Cracking. There we go. Right next to James is all his clothes. Yeah, some people are yelling. That's all right. We'll get some get some air moving uh, moving in here. Oh yeah. So you, you did bring up uh, the, the military. What was the impetus to join to enlist? Like, where, what did you do? Yeah, what? it was kind of a extended family member who was mm-hmm. already in uh, that I got to know pretty well, playing playing some hockey and stuff with, and uh, it it um, I just finished um, basically you know the equivalent of Red River okay. uh, in business, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of job prospects, and I guess I was easily influenceable at the time and uh yeah so i was went to the recruiting office in i don't know sometime late 91 i was sworn in right before on my birthday actually uh end of 91 i was basic training in 92 so okay so what like what does that all involve like do you just sign up and away you go yeah at the, at the time yeah basically okay. you know they they kind of get you to sign before you change your mind <laughs> uh, you know, wow he came in the door yeah so um, ship him off <laughs> yeah i was i was gone yeah i'm gonna say a little bit of training but um or testing sorry uh for aptitude for certain certain jobs that i had applied for but yeah, I was I was basic training like four months later, and that's wow. the uh, that would be the Navy. No, I was oh. in the Air Force. Oh, you're in yeah, the Air Force. Yeah, I was an air navigator on the Sea King helicopters. What I ended up doing eventually. Yeah. So what does that in- involve? Like, what kind of training has to go go into that? <sighs> well, initially, you, navigator training is done actually here in Winnipeg. That's the really okay yeah, the, the for, dash, for the Air Force. Yeah, the Dash Eight with the funny looking uh, the funny looking pointy nose. It's got a radar in the front, so it, mm. it's it's call sign is gonzo because it literally it's a great oh. thing with this big, long <laughs> kind of curvy looking nose and that's an airplane not a yeah it's a, it's like a like the dash eight that you would like an old school dash eight that right. you would fly if you went uh, you know com air or, yeah. or you know somebody like that um <laughs> it's just all modified in the back with a bunch of computers and stuff um it's changed a little bit over the years but then so you do that and if you pass you know it's it, 
the pilot equivalent of getting your wings uh, for a navigator. And then from there, I, I, I chose, you, can, you could either go fly uh, the Aurora, which is um, the maritime patrol. Uh, you could fly on the Herc, um, the transport guys, or you could fly Sea Kings. So we, I chose Sea Kings and um, yeah, basically go and f fly off the back of ships, travel all over the world. It was pretty cool. Wow. Fly off the back of ships. Yeah, frigate. Uh, well, frigate, and there were some destroyers as well back then. But uh, yeah, so, you know, basically wherever the, for all intents and purposes, we were um, in the Navy in the mm. sense that when the ship mm. left, we were attached to a ship. Right. Uh, one helicopter, two crews, and then a bunch of maintainers, uh, the guys that fix it, because uh, the Sea King back then took a lot of hours to fix. Oh. Um, yeah, it was, well, it was a beat up old yeah. airplane. Um, and yeah, and then wherever the ship went, we went. So not a lot of time for golf, it sounds like. Well, I, I always brought them. You did? Because, oh, really? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, didn't always get to play. I got to play like four o'clock in the morning in Iceland in July because uh -huh. the, sun, the sun really never sets, <laughs> yeah. which was kind of cool. Uh, I played in a dormant volcano outside of Naples in Italy. So yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of cool. Um, we didn't always have lots of time for it, but I, you know, some people brought their bikes. I usually brought my clubs. A lot of those places I would never get to travel to on my right. own. So, um, so probably had the pleasure of playing the bass at, uh, at 17 wing. I actually, <laughs> oddly enough, if you, if it was still open, uh, yeah. I'm going to say 17 and 18, I was the two time defending club champ. How about, oh, yeah, yeah. How about us? Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's about the what only club term because we, the only other guy that was kind of a low single digit, I think he and I would just get absolutely, if I'm honest, we'd get floor licking drunk. So we play both <laughs> days together and then we'd, we were the, really the only competition for each mm -hmm. other. It was just kind of laid back, which is probably why I played pretty decent because it, it didn't feel like tournament golf. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. it, plus it was the base. Like, you know, you, you, know, you mm -hmm. hit a putt online, it might not go anywhere. You, you know, you were probably better off missing your putt and it might bounce in. Yeah, yeah, it, it was pretty harsh at times. So the yeah. conditions weren't great. Yeah. Did they still have the thing? When you're, where you put the ball in and that was basically your tea time. Correct. For who was, who was going up to yeah, the Yeah. And then you had to argue with the guys coming <laughs> off, coming off their front nine, who, you know, how to alternate through. And it was just bizarre. I mean, the first hole, if you could hit a seven iron high enough, you could actually hit it on the green. It was a par four. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was, it was an interesting track. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's you said you played it. I played I grew it up, Yeah. I, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I played there a lot when I was younger. Yeah. Maybe twice. A, lot, a lot of guys, because like for mm -hmm. me as a veteran, I could, uh, it cost me like 300 bucks for the year and it cost wow. me nothing for my daughter. So when she started showing a little bit of interest, she'd just come, you know, hit a few balls right around the cart. We'd have a, we'd have a nice. blast, but yeah. Does she play here? She's, she's done a few of the junior things. Okay. Um, she shows like maybe she might have some aptitude for it right now. She doesn't seem too interested in it. So <laughs> I'm trying really hard not to be that that dad so <laughs> if she wants to come not gonna be charlie park, woods and uh... i yeah i'm trying not to yeah um but uh so we'll see what happens she's only nine so oh, okay well, lots yeah. of time for her to yeah. change her mind <laughs> yeah probably a lot of other interests as well at this mm. point then say yeah, golf like roblox and any sort of uh, yeah <laughs> well, i wanted to quickly you know roblox uh, are there mikey yeah, roblox you yeah I don't know. I've seen them. No. Is it a game? No, it's it's actually it's like an app, it's, and then there's a bunch of games within, right. within the game. It's a bunch of servers. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know a lot about mind it. Mind numbing. It's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask uh, more about the Sea Kings because I did I did a deep dive on the Sea oh, Kings boy. today. Oh, okay. But when you do, they were in dive, service for like 60, 80 mm -hmm. years or I, something. I flew on like. one on a deployment that had been put together in uh, the plants in Connecticut, and uh, right. it, the the. the there's a kick plate that shows 
and I was once taught how to read the click, almost like a like a VIN on a manufacturer date. So, yeah. so you can tell, yeah, 1961, it, which wow. is eight eight years before I was born. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. amazing, yeah. amazing. How many uh, how many guys like how many crew does it take to fly a seeking? Uh, a full a full crew. If we're flying a, like a tactical mission, had four four people on board, okay. two pilots. And then depending on the configuration, cause we had two different models, mm-hmm. you either had two navigators in the back or you had a navigator and a sensor operator. Okay. We, um, yeah, if we don't go into too much detail, one version, we'd go out and drop sauna boys and just listen. The other one, we had to basically drop a microphone in right. uh, and do an actively ping. The whole premise of it was we were looking for submarines. Right. Cool. The Cold War kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. How many, I guess, would it be a deployment? Would you call that? Or how many yeah, tours my first you do? three full years on squadron, I was gone anywhere from six to nine months a year. Wow. Yeah. Did you have Usually like a family back at, back at home? Or uh, my, my, f- my first wife and I, when we yeah. moved out there, yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, anywhere from, I think the, the least I did in the first three years was four months. And I think the one... One year we were three months in when we got re- we got sent to the Persian Gulf and we were mm-hmm. then there for four. Some wow. of those people were gone for almost nine. Jeez, yeah. I mean, it, for an Air Force guy, that sounds like the end of the world. But I mean, the Army guys that are going to deployments in Afghanistan and stuff are often there much longer. So mm-hmm. in the in the grand scheme of things, is you know we were a little pampered in the Air Force. So <laughs> it was yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there any golf battles or tournaments between, say, the Air Force, the Navy, and the Army? They have, like, um, almost like a, if you were comparing it to, like, say, high school or college. So yeah. they did have tournaments, not specifically um, branch-related, but they did have regional stuff. So you could, if you worked in Halifax, whether you were Navy, Army, or Air Force, um, they would have a you know, a regional tournament and then you could qualify to go to nationals, whatever. I didn't, I always seemed to be away when those things happen. So I never, I never got to play them. So yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't playing much then, so I probably wouldn't have. We take a quick break to hear from Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Well, Bryce, it's, uh, it's great to, uh, to have you on and to have a quick chat. My first question is, uh, what can an investment advisor like yourself from Endeavor Wealth uh, do for me and how can that differ from my, my current experience of trading with Wealthsimple uh, just based on my the recent Twitter feeds? <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for having me on, you guys. Yeah, d- discount brokers like Wealthsimple uh, certainly have their place, uh, but at the end of the day, you get what you you pay for. Uh, those platforms are very limited in what they offer, and they're more ideal for just basic trading. So if that's what you're looking to do, and it, it's really not a bad platform for that. But what we do at Endeavor, uh, we take a more holistic approach. Uh, we examine an individual's needs. Uh, both short-term and long-term, and we go way beyond just investments. We look for tax opportunities, ensuring the decisions you are making today uh, minimize your overall tax that you might be paying. Uh, we also help our clients address estate and insurance needs. So really anything we can do to uh, assist in your overall wealth management approach. And going back to some of those discount brokers and, and, and things that you see on the internet, uh, a lot of times people don't realize the amount of intrinsic risk 
that they're taking on with with making some of those trades. And so finding balance is is another key thing that we do for our clients at at Endeavor. That was Bryce Malashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. Well, maybe kind of move it a move it ahead a little bit and in in your life and you know you got into chasing chasing scratch so how did this come about that connection with with them come about okay uh well it started out uh i was playing one in an rbc scramble Mm -hmm. with a a buddy of mine well two buddies of mine and the fourth guy our ringer it's a guy by the name of jason nickel you guys, if you're not aware mm. with him, we can talk about him after. But uh, remember <laughs> okay. at Niaqua, mm. and he's what we use in chasing scratch terms. He's my podfather, right? <laughs> um, so he um, he kind of mentioned it. That we were talking about it during the the the, the round we were playing at Carmen mm-hmm. in the RBC uh, qualifier, and uh, so I started listening. Uh, from I I started listening. I think they were about the middle of season two. I binged it all in like three days and got caught up. Wow. So I've been kind of with them since about season two. And uh, um, yeah, I mean, depending on how we want to bounce back, but uh, just been a you know pretty religious listener. And then they started having live events and mm-hmm. I've been to all but one, I think. Wow. So yeah, mm. um, I had a lot of time off that uh, I, I was off work there for a while starting in, in March of 21. But uh, so yeah, I all but their first one. So, you know, they do some live events. I went on the trip to Ireland. Um, yeah, I've been to a lot. So I've, I've gotten to spend a fair amount of time with the guys. So mm-hmm. um, I was with them at Bandon. They were in Bandon right. in March. Um, so yeah, so I've gotten mostly because I'm one of the few faces that's been to all of them. So <laughs> I've, I guess I've had more access than, than some. Um, so yeah, I've gotten to be pretty decent friends with them. And, uh, you know, in terms that that's, that's turned into, you know, they're pretty good to me. So, uh, you were, you know, you're mentioning the, the mm-hmm. hoodie. So I, I've often got the stuff on, um, <laughs> you'll, you'll see me forever on social media, posting or reposting some mm-hmm. of their stuff or tagging them in, in stuff. And I, I went to that event in, in, um, at Aaron Hills a couple weeks ago and it just so happened when they took the picture I had changed because we were supposed to be going to the fire and drinking so they take this picture to put in the golfer's journal and I'm wearing the the, the OG chasing scratch 0.0 shirt so <laughs> nice. yeah, yeah still the logo I think on their uh yeah on some of the social media right it the is, original yeah. original yeah. stuff yeah and you've yeah. not only chased it you've achieved it yeah I caught and passed them when I started listening <laughs> when I started listening I was probably a mediocre well, for me at the time, I was uh, not scoring particularly well five or six at that point. Um, okay. So, I, yeah, I kind of caught him, kind of caught him past them. So. Stuff Mike and I have, have never seen. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. But we were they the Chasing Scratch guys, they started at 11, index yes. 11. Right. And now I don't know yeah. how where they're at now. They, they, they started at 11. They wanted to get the scratch in a year. That was season one. Mm-hmm. We're now and in. Now, yeah. we, they just recently, I think, released episode twenty-three of season six. Um, Sounds and, like us. Kind of in this, and in season, not on, the, not on the golf end, but it's like, ah, I maybe wanna, we'll see. I want to say in goes. season two, they both got around to around three point five, mm. and I don't yeah. know that either of them is that quite that low right now. Mm. And they've got, yeah, it, for some of us that have been on the ride the, the entire time, it gets a little frustrating at times because they, they have every, like, they got coaches, they're sponsored by Titleist yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, they got all kinds of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of stuff that the rest of us don't have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I think they're, we'll see what happens. 
like what happens if they do like it's kind of, right. kind of defeats the purpose i guess yeah, then I, I guess the pod ends I, like i don't know or do they or do they keep going until they both reach it i, I like i don't know so who knows then they got to make it they're prolonging onto, onto it. the tour yeah. yeah you know what what's i think what's cool about it what i think what attracted to me is that you know you guys are a golf podcast they are a golf related podcast yes, like a, yeah. a lot of their pod is not really about golf per se it's mm. more about the two of those jokers yeah. um, <laughs> you know that and that's how some of the events one of the events was they they do majors when they do head-to-head mm-hmm, -head yeah. matches. So they were doing their final major and the joke started that some of us were just going to show up and watch. <laughs> and they eventually said, well, if we can get 50 people to sign up, then yeah, we'll make it happen. Oh, no. 75 people signed up in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> so yeah, so awesome. we, yeah, we all yeah. went, we all went to Charlotte, North Carolina mm -hmm. and, and watched them live. And so th this, this fall is going to be the third annual Velcro Invitational. Vel uh, Velcro is their Patreon. Mm -hmm. So there's, right. a, there's a bunch of us wackos that actually pay to get extra content. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. We haven't figured that one out yet. Yeah. It, I mean, it's an interesting thing. We don't have as many listeners. Yeah. Well, it's, it's early days, That's early right. days, lots of time for that. We're See, not worried about that. We just enjoy doing it. Yeah. We enough. get to, we get to record in James Chapman's office. Yeah. Who's a bit of a legend in himself. He certainly at least is. In his, at least in his own mind. <laughs> He's, he won't listen to this, so don't worry. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If I tell him I talked about him, he'll listen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the best sandwich artist slash golf pro in the, right. yeah. in the world. Yeah, right. His Subway sandwich artist. That's right. Talked mm -hmm. about the old Top Cut. Yeah. Oh, I missed the Top Cut. You don't well, have to get into that, though. No. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, they're based out of North Carolina. So well, one of them lives in North Carolina. One of them lives in Kentucky. Cool. Yeah. So are you going this year? Uh, no, because I'll be. Uh, whether we're going to talk about that later, I'll be just coming back from Scotland. So well, you, there's only about two weeks in between. And I don't know. I'm more. I'm more already probably pushed my luck with my uh, my lovely wife. So uh, to, <laughs> to be gone for a month, come home, and then turn around and leave again for another five day golf trip is probably. Um, even I may not be that crazy. <laughs> well, well I, uh, we, we might jump into it a little bit. Uh, yeah, a little bit later. But so what do you do now to get all this time? Well, uh, I'm un unfortunately uh, had another little kind of setback in my own mm, my okay. own health. So I'm, I'm I'm currently I'm off work again. So, okay. um, it you know, it's one of those things. Uh, as it turns out, you know, mental health is not a not a fun thing. And you can't always control how that how it affects you. So uh, for me, it's been uh been a bit of a roller coaster since March of 21 when kind of it all came to a, to a head during COVID um, at work and um, things just kind of snowball from there and then all of a sudden you start finding out that you know there's some reasons why things aren't going well mm -hmm. and and you know it, for me it was about finally getting some some not just trying to get help it was finally accepting that maybe you needed help which is mm -hmm. a massive difference so um, once that all got rolling um, yeah, it, it was kind of eye-opening and a lot of stuff started to make more sense. And it, it, you know, it was more about, uh, didn't like the person I was at the time. So I mm -hmm. needed to fix me. Um, there was no point in trying to, to do anything else. So that translated to a, to a whole bunch of time off, um, family trip to Cape Breton later. And then five weeks after that, I'm back there caddy in a cabin. So, right. yeah. So it, I mean, an awful lot of stuff all, all happened at the same time. I came home from Cabot. Then I go to, to Velcro and Invitational, uh, the thing in North Carolina with the mm -hmm. chasing scratch guys. And then first thing you know, I'm going on another golf trip. Then I'm going to Ireland. So yeah, it, um, basically trying to keep myself busy. Um, mm -hmm. cause COVID stuck at home, not working with, you know, like a lot of people, you know, you're stuck at home with your, 
maybe not so pleasant thoughts. And, uh, you know, there was no, you couldn't go out and have a beer with a buddy. You couldn't go out and eat chicken wings. You couldn't go play hockey or whatever because we weren't doing anything. So, uh, yeah, 2021 was not a year I'm, I'm in a big hurry to repeat. Mm, yeah, well, was, it, was there a point then that you, you realized, hey, you know, something's wrong with me and I can kind of pinpoint this location of where everything kind of went wrong? Um, not, not per se until they st- they started with treatment. So okay. I needed to get tested for a variety of different things mm-hmm. to try to get, luckily for me, I got, I got sent to, um, a psychiatrist for an assessment who, um, as we started talking an awful lot of stuff started pointing back to some of my time in the military mm-hmm. and, uh, he just asked me cause he did some extra work with the OSI clinic, which is operational stress injuries. Um, and he says like, are you, a, you know, are, do you get benefits from veterans affairs? And at that point I hadn't, cause to me, veterans affairs was for the guy who did six tours in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. I, I was in the air force. Like what could I, you know, I'm not getting in, I'm not, I don't want to get in line and keep that guy from getting his mm-hmm. stuff. And they're like, yeah, you got to stop thinking that. Um, clearly there's something going on. Yeah. So they started, they started doing testing and that's, I was diagnosed with PTSD, uh, major depressive disorder. Uh, and now they've added ADD to it. So wow. an awful lot of stuff is starting to, for, for people that know me well, some of those things are starting to make me make a little more sense probably. Um, so it's, uh, it's been a journey. Um, mm-hmm. for me, I've been pretty open about it, uh, doing a fair amount of talking about it. So not everybody can do that. Right. Um, I think it's helped me in the sense that it's, you know, it's made other people open up, um, which is therapeutic for me to talk about mm-hmm. it. So, um, you know, not everybody can do that. So it's, uh, yeah, it's been a journey. That's yeah, for sure. Well, we appreciate it. And we've had a lot of people on, on our show who have been open about, especially with addiction mm. on, on that end, uh, end of things. And we always kind of bring it back to mental health. And so it's finally, we're starting to see, especially with men's mental health, yeah. cause there's always something you needed to, you needed to bury, or you thought you had to bury, especially yeah. on the emotional 100%, side where, 100%. right. You had to hold all that stuff in. It felt like, and yeah. eventually something's yeah. going to go wrong. Yeah. Well, in the military culture, we're talking mid nineties, right. it was, you know, suck it up and, and get on with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, cause, and not necessarily any fault of their own, but that was, that was just the culture. And it, it was, was like that. It was like that yeah. in a lot of, in a lot of places. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, yeah, why don't you take a few weeks off and go do something else? And more importantly, we're going to find you somebody to talk to. So that, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully, you know, you don't end up with a bunch of people that end up, you know, kind of in as bad a way as, as kind of I was. So, um, yeah, I think it's getting better, but it's still a long way to go. Mm-hmm. And, there was, I guess, a time that golf kind of came back into the picture that has well, helped with. Well, all with of a sudden, this. I had all this time. Yeah. Uh, COVID, the, the, um, that spring where you had to play by yourself. Mm. I think I played, the month of May, I played 27 times in 31 wow. days. But you could come and play 18 holes in an hour and 50 minutes walking because right. you were by yourself. And, and it was a was a onesome in front of you and a onesome behind you. So, you know, life was pretty good. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like, as I was saying earlier, I'm a rep guy more than I am a practice guy. So all of a sudden, you know, you, I think, I think 2019 in 2021, I probably played 115 rounds of golf. Oh, wow. So, you know, for somebody who lives in Manitoba, that's pretty darn good. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Some of that was travel related, but, but still that's, I mean, you know, where you're used to getting 60, maybe if you're lucky 50 or 60 rounds, that's, that's a lot more reps. Right. So, um, for me, that, that usually turns into at the very least more consistent, uh, a more consistent game, you know, the, 
ceiling and, and, and floor are closer. So my, my score dispersion tends to get tighter. Mm. So bad rounds now are mid, mid to low or mid to high seventies, as opposed to, you know, low to mid eighties. So, um, yeah, I think that's what we're finding in all this chatting is we need more reps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I thought you were saying we were finding that our uh, bad rounds were in the, uh, oh, yeah, the yeah, high seventies. No, 70s. no, yeah. no, no. no. <laughs> I, I wish. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people would see that. Um, you, I mean, I know lots of people. They're the greatest chippers on the on the practice screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, most people, unfortunately, they do what, what I what I would consider more, um, you know, block practice. Where they, you know, what I mean, they're just. Yeah, you hit that really solid. But what were you aiming at? The guys just right. going bang yep. balls on the range, and they're not aiming at anything, right? So, um, you know what? What's the point? I guess for me, if if you're just smashing balls, and might as well go play. <laughs> so that's kind of how I ended yeah. up that way. It's just like, well, if I've got two hours, I'm going to go play nine holes. I'm not going to hit balls, chip, chip, and putt. Putting is probably the one that I I hate doing the most because I find just smashing three footer after three footer after three footer my my back gets sore I start complaining right. and I don't want to do it but <laughs> I mean you have to do it to a certain degree but mm-hmm. you know to stay reasonably sharp but um, I, I work more on, on on like stuff like speed control and whatever else than than I do just smashing three footers which kind of drives me not like. It's probably the ADD, I guess, uh, mm. in the sense that just I get bored. Yeah. <laughs> do you still use the stack system now? Or? I do, and there's okay. a putting app in, in there. Oh, there as is. Well oh, okay. Yeah, where it tells you like hit a 13 footer uphill, the brakes right to left, and you can put it all in, and it starts to show you where you're. you're it's it's a pretty cool app, and it's all AI based. Yeah, it's worth checking out. Mm. Yeah, mm. and it shows it on the screen. Well, uh, you open the app and do the putting thing, and it, it gives you a thing, and then it what it does is it gives you a total score and strokes gain based on the, the putts you had. Right. Um, but it's uh, um, yeah, it will, if you, if you do the, I only, I've only done the, the, I think it's called the, the short version or whatever, but if you do the in-depth one, you, then you tell it how you, like how you missed each putt. I've missed it short left on a right to left. Mm-hmm. So it starts to identify trends that you, okay, as it turns out, you leave all your right to left putts short mm-hmm. and lower the hole. So, um, yeah, if you really dive into it, it's really good. I think eventually they're going to make a strictly a putting app, um, He's a Canadian guy. Yes, um, yeah, that, yeah. He, I think what was it? Matt Fitzpatrick. He might have brought it up, or someone on tour brought oh, yeah. it up. Because Matt Fitzpatrick, right before he won the U.S. Open, right. put up he gained like 15 miles an hour or 12 miles an hour or something because mm. he's hitting a crazy, crazy far for such a mm-hmm. kind of a. Well, you see him with guy. the shirt off yeah. and some of the promo material. Yeah, and you're like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sasho, Doctor Sasho McKenzie mm-hmm. is his name. Yeah, and then the other guy, his partner in that thing is the head fitter at Ping. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Um, Marty. That's Marty right, Jerkson. Marty. Marty Jertson, I think <laughs> okay. his name. Yeah, yeah. Big listener of the pod. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Listener. Big yeah. fan. Uh, so, in, in all that, when did caddying come on? Because you're leaving us tomorrow. You're going to go up to morning. Ottawa. Yeah, to, yeah. To, um, to loop. So, the family vacation to Cape Breton. I played a couple of times. The guy I rented a, a Airbnb from. The Airbnb was across the street from his house. They have kids similar age to my daughter. Long story short, we end up, they have a pool. They invite us over. We're having a few beers sitting around. And he's like, well, if you're off work, he said, because it was the summer, uh, if you remember the tail end of 21, um, Atlantic Canada still had a bubble. So if you were from outside Atlanta, Canada, you had to, regardless, you had to quarantine for 14 days when you arrived. Mm-hmm. So a lot of Americans didn't travel. 
And a lot of the caddies from, from the rest of the country didn't go because there would be two weeks yet to sit and quarantine. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we got there in August, the bubble had just opened, but people weren't coming. And then all the kids, uh, university students go back to school in September. He's mm-hmm. like, we're going to be, there, there's going to be a hundred demand for 150 caddies a day. We've got 60. Hmm. He said, if, if you can, if you could ever come back, you a hundred percent could caddy. And the fact that I was a, you know, that I'm a pretty decent player, mm-hmm. they have a, what they call an A and a B caddy. So if, if there's a guy coming who's a, you know, who's a pro or a, or a low single digit that wants a, you know, not just somebody to tell them about the scenery and whatever else, <laughs> wants somebody that can actually, you know, read putts or, or mm-hmm. whatever. They said they, they would probably make you an A caddy. So the next morning at breakfast, my wife's like, are you thinking about doing that? And I'm like, I wouldn't even have thought to ask. She's <laughs> like, well, you're just going to drive me nuts at home. So you might as well do something. So we got home on the Thursday. I packed up my truck Friday and I was there Monday. You drove out there. Yeah. Well, because I had to get to and from the golf course. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I was there for, I guess I was there from the long weekend in September to the end of the season at the end of October. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That, that is a nice strategy to go through the U S or to stay there. No, I stayed in Canada because, because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't cross. Yeah. You've done that drive, I've JR? I've done that drive down through the States. Yeah. Down through the States. It's not, it's not so bad. Two and a half days it took me, yeah. I think. It's like 3,900 kilometers. It's, yeah. yeah, it's yes. a wild it's, ride, but yeah. you see some interesting interesting places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you were, you were in Cabot for seven weeks, I read? I, I think seven or eight, yeah. Wow. That's... Yeah, it was pretty cool. And got to... As opposed to paying 385 bucks <laughs> in peak season, I paid 10 bucks to play it. So wow. For every round I looped, I was entitled to play... A round of golf. Yeah, free yeah. round. Yeah, well, it's, it wasn't that it was free. Um, th- and they, they came up with that. Um, well, I'd be speculating, and hopefully they don't listen and get get mad at me. <laughs> you, 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 sometimes you got to be careful about what you say about Cabot. Um, yes. I, I believe the reason they did it that way is because there was... There were definitely some names on the caddy roster that I saw that never I never saw loop. So I think guys were trying to do that just oh, to get gotcha. access to. So they probably had to, you know, if you're if you go, if you want to play, then you got to loop too. Like, right. Otherwise, you're kind of oh, useless. To absolutely yeah. understandable. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent it was. It's so like it made, you, you it made, need to work at a golf course in order to play it for free. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You at least work one sh- one shift in the yeah, shop. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So like it didn't seem unreasonable to yeah. me. So Marshall, um, one day of the month or something. Yeah. But, so um, so that was kind of I assume that's where that yeah. that came from but uh, yeah it, it was everything about the organization was really cool uh, you know and now they've got so many others so um, you know I, I made a point to try to keep some of those doors open because now they get Cabot St. Lucia Revelstoke opens right, next yeah. year they've got the one in Scotland that's already up and running wow. and then the one in Florida Citrus Farms I think is we should go for all the openings they can sponsor so, it. we'll yeah. just go down yeah. there we'll do <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll do a chasing scratch 18 over par yeah <laughs> I could podcast. Probably, I could probably, Everyone will be down there. I might be able to facilitate that sort of thing. Yeah. Maybe well, it's maybe well, a challenge the two, the two of them against you two. Yeah, yeah. you guys. Yeah. Then with, you guys can with both strokes, record. we need, with we need strokes, handicaps. Yeah, because they were doing. Uh, they did a couple. Uh, if you go back and listen to their uh, their season two, season three, they did a thing called because that was around the time that uh, Tiger King came out. Oh, yeah. So they had so they had a trophy called the Antle after Doc Antle, and, wow. and it was with a couple other guys from an, from another pod, yeah. friends of theirs, that they had these this, these grudge matches. The it was called the Antle. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, so at that point, had you caddied before, or did they put you through like a little bit of a caddy school? Well, normally they would if you got there at the beginning of the season. Quite honestly, they didn't have time, and the fact that. They knew I was a decent player. I ended up, I caddied for the head pro from Cliffs at the Cliffs. I caddied for the head pro at the Lynx at, 
um, on the links at the, you know, cause he's the pro there and they both kind of went, yeah, okay. Yeah. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for what you can we, do it. For what, for what we, for what we need right now is somebody to carry a bag. Right. And, yeah. And, you, and you were a warm body. That's what it was. Essentially. <laughs> uh, and I think all they wanted to do was know whether or not they could consider me uh, an A level mm. caddy. So, cool. uh, cause shortly thereafter I did caddy for some, you know, for some, you know, some pretty, uh, I don't want to say important, but for some people that were definitely there and paying extra money to get a good caddy. So, mm. um, that I can't say because when I did say that and somebody put it in a, oh. in a blog within 10 minutes, I, I had received a phone call that I needed to take the names off. Oh of my thing. gosh. Yeah. 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 They, so they, they're like you said, you gotta be watching. careful what you say. Well, they're, which they're, is good. I mean, there's, they're there's very, some mystique they're very mystery, conscious. Yeah. Well, they're also very conscious that, you know, the people that are going there don't necessarily like, absolutely. Yeah. When Sidney Crosby goes up there, they don't make it known because mm-hmm. otherwise the whole town is there to watch Sidney yeah. Crosby play golf. But so. it is a bit of drive from anything else from what I've heard it to, is. to the yeah. golf like course, you're right? For, you're but you can over, stay on a resort. They have a resort thing there. Okay. And there's not much else in that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some nice golf up there, but there's not a ton of accommodations. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're four hour change drive to Halifax. So yeah. wow. you're, yeah, you're a ways. Yeah. That's why I never got up there when I was out there. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's an excuse. <laughs> Nova, that's not an excuse. Nova, Sco- excuse Nova Scotia to do properly, you need probably two weeks. Because mm-hmm. you need three or four days minimum to do Cape Breton on its own. Yeah. yeah. And I never hit Cape Breton once. Yeah. It's, did PEI, did New Brunswick? Yeah. Cape, Cape, Breton. Cape Breton. Cape Breton should be on your trip just, just or on your list just for mm-hmm. golf. Highland Lakes has been one of the top five in the country for 40 years. Yeah. Um, it's been there since before there was even a causeway to drive to Cape Breton. It's like, I want to say it's in the 30s or wow. maybe 50s. Yeah. And it's Stanley Thompson. Uh, yeah. It's, you, you had to take a boat just to get to the island to even go over there to play mm. golf. So, yeah, it's, it's unreal. Um, so how did the caddying kind of thing work? Did you just stay in a garage and when your number got called, no, you just no, <laughs> I, uh, open the gates and away you go? That, that guy, um, had a friend who has, who's works in the oil patch. So he had a house mm. that was empty. So I rented, I rented his house and then basically it's just an app. You, you know, you'd oh, okay. mark yourself as, as available or not available. Mm. And then you'd get a text around four o'clock to, I'd get a, I'd get a text like today at four o'clock telling me what my loops were tomorrow. So by the fourth or fifth day, I was doing double bags twice a day. Wow. Um, yeah. 540,000 steps in eight weeks. Jeez. I walked 50, 540 kilometers. Yeah. Crazy. Sometimes and double looping. And I read yeah. that you lost, uh, I, I lost three toenails. Three toenails. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. A day, a what kind of shoes were you wearing? Were you wearing golf shoes? Were you wearing, no, like, what, what do you have to wear? Not, not allowed, uh, to wear golf shoes. So I, I tried all kinds of different things. Mm-hmm. I went through a couple pairs of, of like sneakers. Um, yeah, like a day with double bagging at the cliffs, uh, like one round was 20 plus thousand steps cause it's pretty spread out. And if you're oh, doing okay. two bags, spe- the, the worst actually was to caddy for two good players cause they both want your attention. Mm-hmm. The best was like caddying for a husband and wife where he's just like, just keep her out of my hair for the next five hours. <laughs> I'll just come get clubs and just, you know, if, even if you have to flirt with her to make her happy, just, mm-hmm. just, I just want to play golf and enjoy this. She doesn't really want to be here. So just, so those days were easy. All <laughs> make it enjoyable. Stuff. Yeah. For her. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which awesome. is crazy because with with caddy uh, in the middle of the summer, that, that's a thousand dollar day. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like basically 400 bucks just for the each for the green fee. Yeah. And yeah. A, a double bag was, I mean, you know, I don't remember the, the exact amount, but generally, you know, that was probably another couple hundred bucks when you included the tip. So it's a thousand dollar a day easy. Yeah. Must have met some good people like caddies. Out there yeah, well, it was right? some interesting guys. You had the yeah. guys that had been there since day one that are wow. that are local guys. So mm-hmm. they you know they remember when it was a mine and and, and all that. It was an mm-hmm. old coal mine that they that they basically dug up and turned into the golf course. Those guys were fun to caddy with because listening to them tell the you know the guests the stories, you, you kind of learned about it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, I, I got to caddy for some pretty good some pretty good players out there too. And then um, what was really cool is I caddied uh, for a team for Quebec in the RBC finals out there when I was there, which was kind of cool. Yeah. I guess, like, did you pick up any tips from, not not monetary tips, but golf tips from the people you were looping for? Um, hmm. I know you picked up monetary tips. But yeah, I'm yeah. Sure you- um, yeah, there was a couple of guys that I caddied for that were off. It, it was just kind of cool to watch. Um, you know, some there were some pros that, that, that come out there, mm-hmm. to, you know, on vacation and kind of cool to watch the way they, they go about kind of, it's just so different the way they kind of attack the, attack the golf course and stuff. So it was, you know, kind of cool to listen, you know, kind of pick their brains of, you know, mm-hmm. why, why did you do it that way or whatever else? <laughs> but, but I mean, they also have so many shots that the rest of us don't have, right? So, you know, I'm going to flight the eight iron. Okay, well, I'm just going to try to hit it solid. <laughs> so if it happens to go too high, well, then the wind's going to eat it up. So like, what choice do I have? I would love to hit it lower if I could, but yeah, it doesn't always work on purpose. Yeah. Because they that's through the, that's the scramble event, the RBC scramble or no? Well, I, I did the RBC scramble. Um and a lot of those teams had pros, but no, I meant the, the, there oh, were okay. there were some PGA Tour pros right. that came that came up there on vacation. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Once, once things started opening up, so I got to caddy for a few of those guys. So, yeah. And I, I guess there's there's programs now too for veterans, right? To get into into well, caddying, is that is yeah? That that's, well, that's I happening? think that's that's slowly starting. This organization that I'm going to Scotland uh, with in uh, September is called Caddy School for Soldiers. Um, not necessarily always geared to, I don't know that I fit the, the typical mold in the sense that I'm more like I'm a golfer and I've caddied. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of this is it's designed mostly for guys that are, that are, you know, kind of struggling to get back out into the world that are battling some mental health issues. And this is to try to get them something where, um, teach them a few skills that, you know, maybe get some outside. Uh, you know, gets gets us all some vitamin D being outside <laughs> yeah. in, in, in the sun um, and teach them a little bit about because at the end of the day, you know, strong back, weak mind, really, you know, you, know, you don't have to be a brain surgeon to be a caddy. Uh, you got to be strong enough to carry the bag and learn and know something about golf. So, um, so yeah, they basically spend a month uh, teaching them how to do it at St. Andrews. So. The home course is, is a place called Dukes, which I'm not all that familiar with, which is in just outside the town of St. Andrews. Um, but we get to caddy at St. Andrews. I believe we're going to get to play the old course and the new. We're going to get to play Carnoustie. Um, mm. And then we kind of take turns caddying for ch- each other early on. Mm. Um, and then that turns into eventually, the, like the last week, we're caddying for members of the RNA. So that's cool. kind of cool. Did you, get to, did you get a caddy when you were out there, Mike? I did, yeah. did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, was it 2019? Uh, it, was, it was 2019, October yeah, at 2019. St. Andrews? Yeah. I, I, I have to admit, when I went there as a, um, as a paying customer, I found them uber aggressive. They wanted you taking like four or five foot gimmies for pace of play. Oh, really? Yeah, the caddies mm, that we had I, the day I was there. I don't know if it's because it was overly busy, but mm, they were super yeah. aggressive. Had us hitting when if you felt like the group in front was still in range. Mm. And yeah, I, I actually, if I was honest, my one experience playing St. Andrews, I wasn't all that... 
I mean, it's, it, it's, it's so cool because it's the home, of, the home of golf, but I'm like the actual golf experience, eh, I could have taken her leaving it probably. I could have just walked around the golf course. It was just such a cool place. It is pretty amazing to see. And yeah, yeah just even to walk up to it and see it. Yeah. But yeah, playing, I could see that there were, there was some times when it's like you hit a shot and he's already like he's 10 yards gone. ahead of you. And yeah. it's like, whoa. And, yeah. uh, but he was cool. He was, uh, he was a New Zealander, a Kiwi oh, yeah. and he had, you were talking about your losing your toenails, but he wore the uh, the shoes that have the individual toe things. Uh, those, yeah. yeah, those vibrams or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. but yeah, he said he does two a days, and I was in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, but he was a nice guy, and I was the out of the foursome. I was the only guy with a caddy. Okay, but uh, there was one case where you know it's going back and forth. There, you can hit almost hit the Correct. the guys that are coming back at you. When right? I want to say, it's like, I think it's. Fourteen green and fifteen tee, the mm. the tee box is only about nine feet from the right edge of the green. Yeah. So they often have like a like a four caddy standing there, just letting the people know on the tee that they need to right. duck because a ball might be coming. Yeah, it's, it was pretty wild. Yeah. yeah, I was in. It was in October, so maybe that was a little bit slower did they, season. Did they but... did they ask for your handicap? Yeah. And did they tag your bag so they show you what tees you were supposed to play? Uh, they must have because they said I had to play from the whites because yeah. at that point I was an eighteen and yeah. And at this point, I'm 17, so I still would be playing the whites. I watched them. Uh, a guy gave his handicap, and it said he was 24, because I think the maximum for men is 26, right? Oh, I thought it was 21. Oh, but uh, when I was there, I thought it was 24. So maybe he was, it is 24. He was right yeah. on the cusp, but he goes up to the first tee, and he did one of those, hit like five inches behind it with the driver, and then pop over it, like whiff it. He yeah. did it twice in a row, and Oof. the the the, the, um, the starter came out and handed him an envelope, told him to leave. Wow! They, they didn't even let him play. Yeah. Whoa! Gave him his money back, told him to leave. It was no so. I, I be, and then the rest of us are all standing there. Oh, I'm in the next geez. group, going, I don't know if I want to hit it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fairways yeah. 100. I'm not taking this tee shot. <laughs> right. Fairways 105 <laughs> yards wide, and I hit it off the out of bounds mistake <laughs> yeah. on the other side. I was so nervous. Yeah, yeah. I hit it into the on the first tee. I hit it into that burn. Uh, <laughs> the one on the right or all the, the way right. through. Oh, on the yeah, right, yeah, because it kind of extends through. down. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I, I, I'm not sure I've ever been that nervous. Yeah. I just paid 170 it's not a euros. Very, or, it's not a very long pounds. No, no, it's not. Either. No, from where they have us playing, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like I hit, number nine is a drivable par four when the pros play it. I hit three wood on that green. Right. Because they had me playing. I, oh, I, think, yeah. I, I think I was one back from the whites because I think at the time I was like a five or a six. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, yeah, And a yeah. lot of the trouble that you see on TV isn't in play because they have us playing from so far forward. Exactly. That those, mm -hmm. Like a lot of the fairway bunkers are nowhere near like yeah, where we hit really? it anyway. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The golf course itself is really not that hard. No. The greens are super flat. They're usually really slow. Um, yeah, a guy could really go in a heat. Unless there, it's windy, really. Yeah, and well, it wasn't windy today. <laughs> we had there. three holes where it rained sideways and yeah. you can't use an umbrella. And that's right. just, yeah. Uh, so there was a, like a little documentary thing they did up on the... Caddy School for Soldiers? Yeah, Caddy yeah School they've got a couple of um, movies that they've done watching. on it. Yeah, so I think they're in like, I think the first year was either 18 or 19, right before COVID. Right. Um, so they just started basically bringing mostly guys with, you know, PTSD, some some physical injuries. Mm -hmm. So obviously the physical injury thing, depending on the nature of it, you know, you know maybe you're not able to caddy. Right. Um, I know they had one guy not long ago. He lost most of, I want to say it was his right arm. He only had, I, th I think he lost it above the elbow, but he was, he was carrying, he, like yeah. he was still able-bodied. So he, but I mean, for somebody that maybe had a more major leg or something injury might be a little tough because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you know, they don't even, a caddy's not allowed to push a cart either. So you right. have to, you have, you have to, to carry, carry the bag. It, yeah. 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 It was the same at Cabot. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. 
I did, I guess, because they have seven different courses at St. Andrews. I was curious if you were caddying on like that. I'm not sure. Um, I know they make more of a big deal about the, um, the new and the, and mm-hmm. the, um, and the old, obviously. Yeah. Um, cause I think when we caddy, it's going to be interesting. Cause I know that in September, the Walker cup is, is in Scotland. Um, so I, they haven't told us kind of what's going on. So it'd be oh, interesting yeah. to see if there's any sort of hidden surprises there. The, but, um, isn't the Dunhill around, is around there? Uh, it might be. At I'd have to check. September. Yeah. Cause it's right near the end of their season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It might be. I'm not sure. Um, cause they play one of those at St. Andrews actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing, oh, I was going to say the castle, I, I was always told the castle course is the hardest at St. Is Andrews. that right? Yeah. I know the Jubilee gets rave reviews. Yeah. Uh, I've never played that one. So I'm kind of hoping, cause I think we have weekends off while I'm there. So I'm hoping mm. I'm going to try to get up to the, I, I'm not sure how far of a drive it's going to be. I want to go see if I can get on the cab at one. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll reach out and hopefully maybe they can make an introduction and hopefully get me on. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, who knows? Maybe they didn't like me as much as I think they did. So maybe they won't do. Maybe they won't do me any <laughs> this favors. Guy yeah, lying right through. Yeah, the I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm on the cross-off list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but wasn't injured caddy? He took the picture for you, didn't you? On so on the bridge. bridge? Yeah. On Mike? the bridge. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You can't really play there without getting that picture. Yeah. Crushing no. a beer. I did. Uh, I shotgunned a beer. Nice. And then uh, yeah, it got some. Uh, some people weren't very happy about that when we, we posted right. it on our, uh, it's weird on our social media. They, like They don't drink anywhere near like we do on the golf course over there. No. And it, there's no beverage cart. Yeah. And really? often, okay. like, they may have a small turn stand. They but, drink a lot but in general they, off they the do. golf course. Correct. Maybe maybe that's why they don't drink on the golf course. <laughs> yeah. But And traditionally, all those links courses, you go out and come back. So, like, you're no, there's no turn stand out there. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. like, you literally aren't back in the pro shop for four and a half hours. So, you know, if you need something, you better bring it with you. So, <laughs> um, but it's, really, it's, it's kind of bizarre. It's really not a thing for them to, you know, have a... You know, have the pretty girl driving around on the cart mm-hmm. or pretty man, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, t- t- don't want to be. Never uh, works. D- Seen it at Heckler. When we were out at Heckler, we had the the guy bar cart. Yeah. yeah. Falcon. Falcon. Falcon's got that Falcon seven year old man. Right? Yeah. 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 The old, yeah. old Dodger. Yeah. They even said, they even said right in front of him, the ugliest uh, bar cart man in the in yeah. Manitoba or something. Yeah, yeah. Like that. <laughs> he, he Maybe kinda, the world. He kind of he kind of wears that title proudly, that guy. He's a nice he's guy. Funny. He's, he's funny. A nice yeah. Guy. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, cool, that's cool. I don't. I could go on for days about uh, St. Andrews. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get into you, like you catting now. So, how long have you been catting on PGA Tour Canada? Do you just volunteer? You go there? You yeah. Sign up? Last year was the first time I did it at Southwood, mm-hmm. uh, but I just kind of st- well, I did it for a Monday queue the year before because okay. uh, the Monday queue was here, and I just happened to be. I wanted to go watch the guys, mm-hmm. and there was a young guy who was just kind of waiting to go play and hadn't. Some of them had got here the day before, so had seen the course. This guy hadn't, and I'm like, dude, I just want to be inside the ropes. I'm not expecting you to pay me, you know, mm-hmm. I'll carry your bags just cause I, I kind of want to watch. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, sure. Cause I said, you know, if you haven't played here, I'm, that's gotta be worth at least one or two shots aside here. If you've never played here Absolutely. before, especially yeah. for someone like that, who, you know, can make shots. That yeah. You say, yeah. This exactly. is the shot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, um, and then last year, uh, the guy that I started caddying for didn't make the cut. And then the only time they have to take a caddy on the Canadian tour is the weekend. They don't have to do it Thursday, Friday. So mm-hmm. a lot of guys often loop. And then what happens on the weekend, obviously 
you know, you're traveling with your buddy, he misses the cut. He, your buddy will do he, it. Yeah. He loops for you because mm-hmm. it saves them all money, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, the one thing those poor guys don't have, a lot of them are sleeping in their, you know, they've got, you know, they got SUVs that are, the back is set up like a bed and they got, mm-hmm. you know, they got their, the, they look like that traveling salesman with the rob with all their golf shirts <laughs> yeah. hanging. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a grind for those guys. And then you watch, they played in, um, at Elk, Elk Ridge. One in Saskatchewan, way yep. by Waskasu. Yep. And then the next week they're in Edmonton. Right. So it's like you, you can't really just fly from Waskasu to Edmonton, right? So the, that means most of these guys, what they did is they flew into Edmonton, drove up to Waskasu, played that tournament, then drove back to Edmonton, played there, wow. and then and then mm-hmm. they're yeah. So it's it's a grind. Mm-hmm. And this this stretch right now, Quebec City last week, Ottawa this coming week, then they do. I want to say it's Windsor and Toronto four weeks in a row, which, and then I think then they got two weeks off before they come here, mm-hmm. oh, okay. but the weekend they're here, like that's why they do early starts and they don't like to finish on Sundays because a lot of the guys that are in the field have to play the Monday queue. So like mm-hmm. when they play here in Winnipeg, the following week they're at Craigans in, in, um, in Brainerd. Right. Yeah, so yeah. like they can't have a Monday finish because the guy who might be in the Monday finish also needs to play the Monday queue. <laughs> so yeah, it's a grind <laughs> yeah. for those guys, man. It's wild. So, um, so yeah, I kept in touch with a couple of the guys that I caddied for, and um, yeah, um, the one who reached out said, "If you're ever in any of the towns, let me know." He said, "You know, whether I get a local guy or somebody that I at least know." So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, if I'm honest, I'm I'm maybe trying to get, you know, keep in touch with you know a few of them and do it a little more often. Maybe not even take money initially to try to weasel my way into maybe getting <laughs> taken a little more seriously to yeah. you know potentially do it for real latch yeah. on to one of these kids and gets hot. And first thing you know, he's corn fairy or maybe yeah. PGA tour and going to a guy cool. he knows, mm-hmm. yeah, which, which is, Excuse which me. is pretty cool. But, uh, and on that note, I know Southwood, they put out the call for volunteers yep. and caddies. I know that's something that they, they are always looking for. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think you can just go to southwood.ca and sign up. I think, I believe they're doing the Monday queue here too yeah. again this year. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And the link, mm-hmm. um, here you could probably just come hang out and get a bag. Yeah. Um, but for Southwood, you have to sign up. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing, uh, I think a lot of people think that uh, they're intimidated by the idea. Truthfully, these guys, they just want somebody to carry the bag. Right. Um, because they, they know what they're doing. Well, and in actual <laughs> fact, most of them, they're not expecting you and, and don't want the input um, because mm-hmm. they're allowed range finders. They want to do all the stuff and they're used to doing all the stuff themselves. And how are you going to learn their game in, you know, right. two hours, right? So they just kind of want you, you know basically show up and shut up really uh, <laughs> clean, keep the, keep the faces clean and mm-hmm. really beyond that, that, you know, don't stand in the wrong place and make sure you rake, do a decent job breaking the bunker. So, um, yeah, I would actually encourage cause I, most years they don't have enough. So I would encourage people to give it a try. If you're, if you're at all into it and you're able-bodied, um, I, I would a hundred percent say mm-hmm. give it a go. That's yeah, what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Are you going to do it? Yeah. I, I hope I, it's super I, cool. I think it might uh, might end up being that way. We'll, we'll see. I've yeah. already got a problem. We'll I've see, got buddy. I've got two guys, and I can only carry one bag. So. I know when I got I got asked. I remember I got la- asked last year. We had Jake Armstrong, who's uh, out west playing golf for I forget Fraser Valley. Yeah, maybe Fraser Valley. And uh, he's like, I got a couple buddies who are playing. this. like, do you want to? Yeah. Do you want a loop for him? Yeah. I was like, oh God, I would love to, and yeah. it didn't come to I, fruition. But now right. you know, I think this year I'm I'm going to make the time to do it. Cause I heard it's a great experience. It is really cool to be inside the ropes and kind of see how it works. Uh, yeah. My dilemma is the guy I'm caddying for this week. Um, I caddy for a different guy last year who I'm supposed to caddy for again. 
and I would have caddied for this guy, but he's, his dad is, cause he's from originally from like the Connecticut area. So his dad mm. drove up to watch a few events. So his dad's going to carry the bag. So that's why I volunteered to do the other guys. And so yeah. I got a problem where I got you know, <laughs> two guys to caddy for in the same week uh, in, in August. So um, I'm not sure how that's all going to play. And it's going to be hot probably. Cause yeah. it was hot last and year. It's, it's hot. And it, well, I, we, cause we got rained out rain, on Thursday. Thursday yeah. Yeah. Right. So we did 36 on Sunday. So Oof. Yeah, that was a that was a drive because it was hot, hot and humid. Yeah, it was. You could double loop. The they can get paired together. On well, and that's how come I know them both because they were actually paired together okay. for the for the marathon oh, on no Sunday. Way. Yeah, that's how come I know them both. Yeah. Meanwhile, Sean so Skeen we and I were just drinking beers on on seventeen on seventeen yeah. tournament yeah. seventeen. Uh, yeah. Regular hole number eight at Bo- Southwood. There, yeah, I was going to say booing people as they missed the green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah, there was you, a DJ, you, wasn't there? You, yeah, DJ it, out there, and it, and it was slow. So, like, I think we were eleven and a half hours to play the the two oh rounds. My. So oh my gosh! We came off. We came off the first uh, the first round in the morning, and we had uh, twenty one minutes before they had to hit play tee it up for the second round. <sighs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't great. That's a long, t- you know, you either going to get along or you're not, but I mean, it's a long time to spend with guys you don't know. So mm-hmm. uh, you're either going to find something to talk about. Cause it, the one thing that seemed pretty common, they don't want to talk about golf. So, mm. um, you know, they're just looking for some sort of distraction because yeah, they, they really aren't interested in talking to you about golf. So, well, that's the funny thing I've even picked up in Derek Ingram's book with the U of M prof for sports psychology for golf, which is his latest book was between shots especially at the professional level when you're that good is they don't want you thinking about golf. Yeah. They want you to look at the scenery. They want you to think about anything else yeah, yeah. but golf. But when you're going to take the shot, okay, you know, think about the wind, yeah. think about, you know, all those things and what you kind of shot you want to play and then just go and do it and execute. Yeah. But outside of that, don't fucking think about golf. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, yeah. is crazy. Cause it's like, that's all I'm thinking about is, Oh, well my swing was fucking shit. Like, what am I going to do here? Yeah, you know, yeah. I got to get up and down for par and yeah. like, don't think about that shit. Just go, once you get to the, once you get to your ball, yeah, that's why they, that's why I say they, they say on. a lot of us shouldn't ride carts because we get to the next mm. shot too quickly and we mm. haven't had time to turn off our brains from the previous bad one. <laughs> yeah, we're still thinking about that one, one before yeah. we get to the, to, to, to get ready to hit the next mm-hmm. one. So yeah. that's why it's walking, to that. walk, walking and having time in between them. I've had yeah. uh, some of my best rounds walking. That's ditto. Yeah. 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 My best rounds have yeah, always you, been walking. If you really think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, there we go. Yeah. Now we know the recipe. Yeah. More reps, more walking. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That Maybe those toe shoes. The toe shoes, yeah. <laughs> if you're walking. Your caddy needs to wear the toe shoes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not sure I'm going to recommend golfing in toe shoes, but. Yeah. Be like Timmy G, whom we've had on the pod, and golfs and flip flops. Oh, man. No, I swing too hard at it now, so uh, I'm not sure I would keep my balance. I'd probably end up falling down. The, literally uh, swing out of your shoes yeah the other guys they saw you hook up with uh was the 36 a day was that a, a blog yeah he's a, um and i'm not even sure how we initially i think it was because we followed some mutual guys but he um i've got some buddies that follow him as well um and he's he had done a, a piece about the east coast and i knew a lot of the golf courses and i commented mm-hmm. on a couple of things we just started bantering and then i i posted something and he kind of dm'd me 
uh, to kind of, to talk about some stuff. And I turned out to, a, I guess, an unofficial kind of brand ambassador. He sent me a bunch of hats and stuff. And then for nice. for about a year there, every time I you know, I was out somewhere, I tried to post a picture with his, with his hat and stuff. Right. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good blog. And then he did, um, that's what it was. He, he reached out because he wanted to write a story about uh, me going back. Mm. To because uh, I tweeted a bunch of stuff when I went back to Caddy right. at Cabinet, so he just decided. And then when we got talking, and he kind of heard my story. He just thought it was yeah. So with the whole mental health and all that side of stuff. So right. Um, yeah, I think okay. you can still find that. But thirty six a day. Yeah, he's he's a good dude. Lives in Hamilton. He's a I think a journalist by by trade. Mm. Um, and does a lot of stuff for their the Canadian Golf. I think there's a they have an association for golf journalists. Um, mm. we'll whether it be join bloggers or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. say, I want to say Canadian golf. Pay our dues and go they, they have awards and stuff too. So they right. there must be something. Mm-hmm. Well, we, uh, we mentioned we were going to start up the podcast awards here for the province and nice. the sports one be us or the golf one you specifically. Guys, maybe it'd be us. You guys and the, and the sticks guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We still got to play the butterball with Jordy and Jack there at, yeah. uh, at Elmhurst. And we always talk about it, but that, uh, we'll see. Uh, You'd be hard pressed to find two guys that would probably be harder, harder. To yeah, beat. I know. exactly. <laughs> yeah, we know that. We, we talked about you got to give us a lot of strokes. Like, I mean, <laughs> maybe if you get get Braxton and somebody, maybe. But uh, I mean, man, oh man, you you need to stack a team to beat those two. Yeah. <laughs> any interest in playing any of the uh, Prairie Scratch Tour? Events you know, I look or? when they started that Legends Division because it's they are doing over fifty. Uh, okay. I looked at playing a couple. Um, <sighs> I haven't. Uh, I haven't done it yet. I looked at playing the one for um, the Cockrell one that they did. Oh, right. yes, you know, yeah, Bell Acres. Bell Acres is a course that, you know, that I know reasonably well that I thought maybe I could I could play decent at. But like I say, that that whole uh, playing tournament golf is right. it, it's stressful for nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, yeah, maybe because I, for the most part, I, I, t- I seem to get, too worked up and don't don't never seem to play some of my best golf and I mm. and I don't um, I don't res- respond to it as well as maybe I would like. Uh, now I haven't tried it since I've gone on the whole mental health journey, you know, trying mm. to to work on that kind of stuff. So at some point I probably should try it. But yeah. uh, what about club championship here? Do you play in the? I championship do play here play? and often don't play very well. So oh, okay. uh, yeah, <laughs> um, but and that was part of the the impetus for wanting to get a little longer. Is, you know, September, late August or early September golf uh, in Manitoba, as you know, it starts getting cold. The ball's not going mm-hmm. any further when you're already not hitting it very far. Uh, 6,900 from our from our back tees, long golf course for me. So, uh, and the the longer holes, I don't turn it the right way with the driver, so they uh-huh. they play tough for me. So um, it just, um, yeah, it, that extra four or five hundred yards was was a big deal for me. So, um, kind of chasing that was kind of when I do fill in for Monday putter a couple of times a year and, and, and club championship was kind of, you know, where I thought I was going to try to make myself a little more relevant by hitting it further, but um, not sure if I'm going to be here for uh, club championship this year, but we'll have to see. I'll probably play it, but. Mm-hmm. Cause I heard see. there's a, I was actually, I was out uh, last night with Blair Mooney, great member here and guy yeah. we had on the pod from team yeah. lefty. And he mentioned he had the different flights. So they got the championship one. I didn't realize there was that many people. So there's no handicap, no like, and they yeah, have flights cha- above cha- that. It's just, yeah, you're going for it. The new twist this year is that you can be scratched to eight and play in the A flight. Right. Which is going to mm-hmm. be from the blue tees, which maybe I'll look at doing that. Um, I just find, I find it hard entering an event like that and calling it the club championship and not playing from the back tees against the best players. So, right. Um, but you got a lot of good players from Brent Monsion. Yeah. Here. And uh, who won it last year? 
Uh, last year was Justin Price. Justin Price. Yeah, Cook didn't play. Like, oh. I think Cook, it's funny because Ryan, for whatever reason, always either seems to be away or can't play. Mm. Um, I, I'm not sure if it's a work-related thing at that time of year. Uh, I think the only year he's played since I've been here, this is my fifth year, the only year he played, he won. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, he just shot, he shot 62 here two yeah, weeks he set, ago. set wow. the record. Yeah, he's got <laughs> course, he? course yeah. record from the black tee. Yeah. shot 62 and he didn't birdie 14. Yeah. He, he pull hooked it in the water. Uh, so he made a four shot five shot 62. Yeah. yeah well, the, we, cause the RBC scrambled, they, they had a qualifying event here. Yeah. And I was talking to, to Mooney about this. It was him, Monsion, Bell, and a non-member Paul Gray. Yeah. And coming in and play. And they shot 60, 61. 61. Yeah. 60. Yeah. 60 or 61. And Monsion said, you know, the funny thing was, is, Cook came out here and shot 62 by himself. Yeah, yeah that's right. Four-man scramble. Four-man scramble from the Blues. Yeah. They shot 61. Yeah. Wow. He shot 62 from the Black Solo. Yeah, yeah. by himself. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild. That's uh, awesome. Uh, I don't know if you had any more there, Mike, if you want to jump into the back nine. I got a lot of stuff, but we can okay. we can save it for... Uh, for the part two. Oh, yeah, yeah, round two, part, part two. Uh, part two. <laughs> Maybe after I get back from Scotland. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, well, yeah. want to get to the back nine? Okay, well, let's get into the back nine lightning round, and it is for Brace Malashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Brace 204-515-3446. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stocks are going up. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. Well, they are. Always with Bryce. They're always going up. With Bryce especially, yeah. Just yeah. give him a call. We got our, we got all of his uh, info in our link tree, so just go to our bios and our social media pages, click that link, yeah. and Bryce Mallish used to be call. the first guy in the link tree. He's just waiting for your call. <laughs> fax your facts. Give him a fax. That fax. Yeah, he'd love a fax, I'm sure. <laughs> James Chapman I, here does not have a fax machine. Doesn't no, have a fax I don't machine. know Bryce, in the I'm office. guessing he doesn't have a fax machine either. <laughs> There's yeah. a fax number. Isn't there a fax number? Yeah, yeah. Fax which fax probably goes directly to email. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'd be good. Don't yeah. ruin the fun. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I do miss yeah, that There's noise. no fax machine here, but there is a, a large check. A vanity check. Yes. A vanity check. For the Main Street Project. 30K. Look at that. That was from the Pro-Am, yeah. I saw the picture. A very nice picture. If 18 over par was there, it would have been 35 dollars. Yeah, $35. You, you would have drastically overpaid for the assigned Nick Ehlers jersey. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Almost. Yeah. Almost. Hopefully, I, drast uh, I drastically overpaid for the signed Lowry one last year, but I was, I was overserved. <laughs> hey, it all went to a good place. As I often am. Yeah. Yes. It all went yeah. to a good place. Yeah. Yes. Um, Yes. Anyways, I, I could have gone on a big tangent there. Let's, but yeah. <laughs> uh, Andre, uh, I think we already know your nickname, Frenchie. Yeah. Any other nicknames you got? Not really. I, I had Dre a little bit when I was in the service. Yeah. And Frenchie was because when I first got here as an air traffic controller, all the guys I hung out with, I was the only one that spoke French. And right. it just kind of <laughs> stuck. So, yeah. Um, but now there's, there's a lot of people that listen to Chasing Scratch that know of me that wouldn't wouldn't be able to pick my name out of a lineup. So uh, right. that's, yeah, they heard me call by my real name. <laughs> and really, I don't get it. My, my wife and my mom probably are the yeah. only ones that really call me by my my, my real name now, and it's usually Andre. not, and it's usually not for a good thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, our, the first question here is, it's yeah. going to be like a, a loaded question, but have you ever got a hole in one? <laughs> Here's uh, the rest of the show. Yeah. Uh, I have three this year. Three this year. <laughs> one at Bandon, one at, uh, one at Brainerd in Brainerd. May. Which course in Brainerd? 
the, the traditional of all places. Cool. Yeah, what that, a beautiful. Yeah, well, I'm not a, sure what, it's the less of the three, <laughs> but it's still kind of a neat course. Yeah, and it's uh, it was on that really long one, just across not two but eleven. Okay. As you cross the highway there, yeah, it was right. Yeah, it's it's bordering on ludicrous. Yeah. So the one the one two weeks ago at um, Kingswood was number fourteen. Crazy. Wow. Wow. And what'd you get? A, what was it? A year I, I don't know for Stones, sure, but I, I believe, um, I believe it's a year supply of Bridgestone golf balls. So I don't know. We still don't know. Yeah. We still don't know what a year's worth of golf balls is. It's gotta be different for different people. <laughs> I suppose that <laughs> like is true. A year supply of golf balls my, for Mike yeah. and I is I'm, probably different than a year yeah, supply yeah, for you. I'm going to guess it's going to be, I don't know, six dozen or something. Cause our golf season is six months long, roughly yeah, a dozen yeah, a month, yeah. maybe who knows? Uh, <laughs> I'm interested to see. I have no idea. So you got three this year, and then I read the last, it was the blog from the 36 a day, yeah. and that was, um, it was four since COVID, and that was only in like 2021. So it was- I had four and 14 months uh, during then. So I had, uh, and yes, it, it, this, it sounds ludicrous. So the first one in that run was at um, Carmen, and we were playing 16. The, the longest par three down the hill towards the road. I haven't played there yet. We're okay. looking to get out yeah. there. You guys haven't played there? Okay, so it's like there. a, t from the blue tees, it's like 215 yards downhill and it was playing into, I'm going to say roughly a 30 kilometer an hour wind and I was reaching for a head cover because I've, I hadn't added speed yet. Right. Uh, and the three guys I'm playing with all hit like long irons and they're all snickering because I'm reaching for a wood. So I went back to my bag to be a smart ass mm -hmm. and grab my driver. Oh. I bunt the driver. Nice. And it goes over the hill. You can't quite see it. It was kind of online. We get up there, can't find it. It's in the hole. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then about six weeks later with the same three guys, uh, we're playing Toulon. Have you, have you guys played Toulon? Yeah, Just I have, yes. 17, yeah. the short par four that goes around the corner. Mm. I was playing terrible. I would never, ever go for that green. Wow. And I hit it over the corner. We got up there and found it. It was on the pool noodle. So. Oh, yeah. on the noodle. Yeah, it was on the noodle. In the was hole, that your yeah. first par, or first hole-in-one on a par four? No. Because <laughs> I, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I have three uh, on short par fours, yeah. What, that's... Like the only thing really wow. left it, it from as far as ludicrous golf uh, accomplishments, mm -hmm. uh, I haven't made a, what I would consider a true albatross. I haven't made a two and a par five. Mm -hmm. um, so you, do you have a fake albatross? Well, th one on one a four. four. Yeah. One on a four okay, is technically okay. an albatross, I guess. Right. I mean, other than right. a hole in one. Um, uh, so yeah, and then I had them back to back Wednesdays or back to back Thursday nights here, like back to back men's nights. Wild. Two in a week. Yeah. That's that's amazing. So you didn't even 14. let the pot build up on the well. On the, hole in the one first one, one I didn't win any money because it was actually after we finished men's night. I went out with a couple of staff members ah, to play, okay. and it was like, oh yeah, in this, yeah, and yeah. Uh, what do you call them? The bonus rounds or the uh, yeah. emergency emergency, emergency nine? Yeah, nine. yeah, exactly. <laughs> that funniest story of them all is probably uh, when I was living overseas. I actually was playing match play against a guy who I was giving 24 shots to. I made a hole in one and lost the hole. <laughs> he made it. He made a two net zero. Wow. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. That's too bad. I refused to buy him a drink. <laughs> Absolutely. I guess. I'm like, I just on principle, you made zero. You, you yeah, should be buying me happen, a drink. Yeah. yeah. 
Did you yeah. have you had to put out a lot of money in these cases? Like- uh, one one of or two separate occasions. I've done them during a charity scramble, and I bought for the field. Yeah. Wow. wow. What? It, it's just, just not. I, and I'm a believer in golf gods. I believe this certainly. That that's some of my. Well, it's paid it's off. Been paid off. Yeah. yeah. The, the first <laughs> time was number. Yeah. The first time was number five. My buddy was telling the story that I had four to the couple that we were playing with, and the next shot went in. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's loot. It, it borders on loot. I've probably spent a half a million dollars of my life on lottery tickets. And I'm, I, I've never even, I've never so much as won a free play most of the time. Well, you so. got to start playing these tournaments with like the $50,000 holes. Yeah. Well, the one at Kingswood, the other three holes were all $10,000 holes. Right. So I get it on the one that's got Bridgestone gold. Yeah. Holes, yeah. Closest to the pin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. It is. Yeah. Uh, what is it? I mean, uh, what is it? Uh, it's do you know what it is? Can you teach some? It's can you 90, teach us? Ninety nine percent luck. There's yeah. much better players. There's two really good players here. Mark Mark Salimka is a pretty decent friend of mine here. Uh, you've been multiple club champion. Hits the ball way better than I ever will. Has none. Makes mm. zero sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's yeah. just one of those things. Well, uh, did I hit good shots? Yes, but I mean you're at the mercy of the bounce. You got to get some. Uh, there's there's an awful lot of luck involved. And at this point, it's it's yeah, it's bordering on. It's yeah, almost the yes. opposite of Rhonda Orr's uh, quote. Right. right. What was her quote? Uh, it's not worried about hole in ones. Worried about championships. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if I was her, I would too. Yeah. <laughs> She's got. Seem to work out for her. How, how many does she have? Four or five. That's four or five more than I do. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she wins. <laughs> well, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so you got a year's supply of Bridgestones, but what ball do you play on I'm your day to day? I I'm a. Uh, Titleist guy through and through. Yeah. Right now, the entire bag, including a Scotty Cameron putter. Oh, yeah. yeah, look at cool. you. Yeah, we didn't ask that. No, we did. I did yeah. have that. I've been, I've been, I've been to TPI twice as well. Like right. to, the actual thing in Carlsbad to get fit. So cool. that was kind of cool. Yeah. The second time was went another chasing scratch event, and that being the Titleist Performance, Performance Institute. Institute. Yeah. yeah, we we didn't talk about that. That was while I was trying to keep my mind occupied during mm-hmm. COVID. I actually. I'm actually TPI certified to do their level one screen, you know, to do oh, your, yeah, the body same. assessment thing. Yeah. Just yeah, something golf related to keep my mind occupied yeah. during COVID. So. Yeah. I think Pro Zach, who I've been working with, he's at TPI certified. He took me through a couple quite, of quite things. Yeah. It, um, it's not everybody buys into it, but it's one of those things that uh, if I run you through the screen and see which... They don't like to use the term fail, but which um, which areas of your body mm-hmm. um, maybe don't function as well as maybe you thought. Uh, without seeing you swing a golf club, in many in many cases, you can almost guess what your what your swing flaw is just mm-hmm. based on what you know. Whether it's you can you know yes. what's the point of teaching you to get in the slot when you physically can't bend your arm to get in the slot? Right? Right? <laughs> which is one of their premises is like, yeah, there's you know there's a lot of there's a lot of ways to swing the golf club. There's only one way that you can do it based yes. on what your body will let you do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of refreshing in the, in the teaching world of golf, as opposed to trying to make you swing like Adam Scott. Well, there's, there's a reason there's, there's one, one Adam Scott. Yeah. There, and there's a reason why, right? Yeah. Because the rest of us can't do what he can do. So, um, but you know, whether it could be hips, could be shoulders, mm-hmm. could be all kinds of different things. Right. So, you know, mm-hmm. you might not just swing over the top cause you suck. You might swing over the top because that's all your body will let you do. So, yeah. We figured it out. Yeah. yeah uh, I, I just made you a six. <laughs> Let's get out there right now. Yeah. Emergency nine right yeah. now. Uh, so you're obviously a member at Glendale, but yeah. you got a favorite course to play in Manitoba. Oof. Finally get to play one more time in Manitoba. Where am I playing? Probably Falcon. Yeah. Mm. 
Nice. Yeah, beautiful. Mm-hmm. I was out there earlier this and year. On the, on the top five, because I haven't played a ton of them, a surprising one that would make the top five is Oak Island. Mm-hmm. A lot of people haven't been out there to play that one. Oh. That's an absolute gem. Yeah, yeah, and that's what we've been hearing. I know you. So we we do a there. trip. The with amateurs some of my, there, the not Auto Corp Am is th- this year. Yeah, Oak Island this we, year. We do some of my work buddies. We do often once a year. We do. We'll leave like at six o'clock in the morning. We, we do Nipua, Minnedosa that day. Sleep in Brandon, then go Oak Island because it's halfway to Verdon, mm-hmm. and then Shiloh on the way home. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's what we did. We did Nipua, uh, Shiloh, Oak Island. Yeah. Um, and Oak Island and Nipua and the Minidosas, like most of those, you know, without plugging a bunch of specific ones, <laughs> but the, those golf discount cards, most of those clubs mm-hmm. are all there. Mm-hmm. And man, if you like for people, if you haven't been out to play Nipua and Minidosa, they're both such great tracks. I'm yeah. told Car- I've never been out to Carberry. I've, I've heard Carberry, Killarney apparently mm-hmm. are nice, nice tracks because Killarney are on the escarpment. So, you get to get the elevation change. Glen Lee, wasn't Glen Lee or uh, yeah, Glenborough? Yeah. Nine, right? Yeah. yeah. Glen yeah. Lee, nine, nine hole track. We have a, t- we have a ton of, of little there. hidden gems around the province yeah. i haven't made it to I all of them s- i still haven't played uh minidosa even though i pass it almost every other weekend <laughs> pat i'll be out there <laughs> yeah. dosa national you stop by there Do- i know dosa, i haven't played there dosa national yeah <laughs> it's well it's well worth it well yeah well it's just so far right yeah for us for yeah. like to make a day trip and go play you're going to want to play twice but who's the poor sucker that has to make that drive back after 10 or 10 hours of golf right? <laughs> yeah it's a long way to go. Yeah. same as doing clear lake in the same day right like yeah, that's right. crazy yeah it's mm-hmm. a long drive home. So, but yeah, if I only, if I could only play one more before I left, it would be, it would be Falcon Lake, I think. Mm, cool. Um, you got a bucket list course that you've never played in Manitoba that you want to get to? <sighs> mm. Sounds like you've played a lot of them. I have. Um, I don't know that I necessarily have one. Like I've, like I say, I've tried, um, other than ones I haven't played yet I, that I don't know much about. Um, mm. I've made a point to try to play an awful lot of them, you know, the, yeah. the hecklers and, and, uh, you know, I haven't played, you know, ones like, uh, Jerusalem or the, what was the old one? Not, not, uh, not Oak. I've never heard of Jerusalem. Jerusalem. It's right, right on the drive to Quarry Oaks. It's got like, a, okay. it's got a par six. Oh, you got Maplewood. There's Oakwood, and what was the one that was? Uh, there was, there was out west. There was the one uh, out past Steinbach. It started with it started with a C. They had, they had 27 holes right off the highway. Oh, Cottonwood. Is that what it was called? I think so. Yeah. yeah but so I'm there was a bunch sure. of those little ones that I never got to play. But like all the other ones, like I've played all the ones in the city now. I've played mm-hmm. you know Rossmere and Aqua. Yeah. I've played all those ones. Cool. But, uh, yeah. Good. That's awesome. Uh, so you played all over the world. Uh, what would you say your your most memorable course you've ever played? And I'll, I'll give you'll let you give us a top three. <laughs> yeah, most memorable. Um, In your opinion, too. So one person could say, "Oh, that's an awesome course," but you could have a different, you know, memory of a course that you think hardest is one I've ever played is Carnoustie by far. Mm-hmm. Because literally every fairway bunker, you might as well hit it in the water because it was a one-shot penalty. <laughs> Twice that day, I had to chip away from a wall just to be able to go sideways. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not because, even out of geez, it. Yeah. Yeah, because it's in this corner. Yeah. So I can't, like, I couldn't even go backwards because I couldn't, I couldn't make a swing. So I right. had to literally one hand chip it to be in the middle of the bunker <laughs> so I could go out sideways. Yeah. <laughs> um, although... Th- 
Although Cabot Links, I know Cabot Cliffs is rated higher. Cabot Links, in my opinion, is a better golf course, but the scenery at Cabot Cliffs is second to none. Right. Mm. And then very, very recently, uh, I play. I got to play um, Victoria Golf and Country Club, which oh, is pretty I exclusive. Heard that. Yeah. And it's the scenery on the on the the water holes is absolutely stunning. Yeah. Right? Was it J Mac who talked times. about? Yeah, or maybe yeah. Robbie Mack or yeah. someone. They said like it's a that, short course. It, it's but not the greens long. are ridiculous. Yeah, they are. Well, they, yeah, if you had them anything over. Over probably nine on the stem, they'd be unplayable with the wind. Yeah, they're, they're just so crazy. Be like trying to play the first at at Pine Ridge with, at, when they're twelve, right? It's like it's like there's really about a spot about the size of this table you can put a pin. That's fair, but um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say probably those would be three of my three of my favorites. Yeah. Um, I read you had done a little. Uh, um, tour thing out in Victoria. That was a sole drawn event I got picked for. Yeah, yeah I'm not even sure. I, I, I already disagree with my list because, I mean, I didn't include any of the banding <laughs> courses there. Well, I was going to bring up, I like was I just, didn't, I, I, did, actually, I didn't talk, and I, and I don't pick the ones that most people do. I actually liked Old Mac better uh, than the others. Right. Uh, you played them all at Bandon? Yeah, and then the hole in one was at the preserve. I just posted something mm -hmm. on our Instagram in his little video, and it it showed the panorama. It was like Sheep Ranch, and then like uh, yeah, Bannon, uh, Sheep Ranch, and then I think it's Pacific Dunes. Then you got uh, uh, yeah the original. Then trails. they all look amazing. Yeah. They're right on the yeah, the coast there. Sheep Sheep Ranch is not as good a, a golf course. Uh, he crisscrossed cause they didn't have enough room when, when mm. they first built it, there was only like 12 holes and then they tried to jam. So you kind of cross a couple of times. It's a little yeah. bit bizarre, but the scenery is absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah, I just like the name sheep ranch. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, I'll move on the, with the exception of Augusta national, uh, unless you got a hookup for that too. I, I, I'm not sure. Not but, yet. Uh, not yet. do you got a, what would be your number one course, uh, on your bucket list? Oof. Right now, I guess, yeah. Hmm. Probably Pebble. Yeah. Good spot. Mm -hmm. Pricey. Yeah, uh, and I'm actually told Monterey Peninsula is a nicer, is a is a is a better experience. Okay. Um. I think the biggest thing that most people do there, it's the same. Like I've been to Piners. I didn't play number two or number four. Um, but the mistake that I'm told now that I'm, I'm trying to talk to a caddies at a lot of these places to, you know, maybe keep doors open. The mistake that especially good players make is they always want to play it way too far back and then they don't oh. enjoy it. Mm. Um, I, I tend, if I do anything when I go to those, like, cause I, I want the golf to be kind of good so mm. that it doesn't ruin the fact that I'm just there to kind of, kind of enjoy the experience, which right. is, also probably why, I'd, you know, I don't always play. To, I just don't like it to be serious. I, yeah. I enjoy golf more when it's not. And I seem to play better when it's not. So <laughs> It's more fun when. when yeah, if, at least for, I, I, that, that's kind of my comfort zone now. So yeah. I probably tend to play them maybe even one forward of where I could uh, just because I want to make sure like yeah. it's just more fun to enjoy that experience and put up a decent score. Yeah, you know? for sure. I, I just, yeah. yeah. Have you played Pebble at the Zon? I, I have. <laughs> um, I believe actually that was one of one of the two 
tournaments I won was oh was, yeah it was at that one yeah I guess I was gonna ask that too but uh, <laughs> I want I didn't, yeah, I didn't want to prolong this for three no hours, no it's all good it's all good <laughs> but uh, for so editing you, content you yeah. played uh, you yeah. played some of the virtual events uh, I did yeah uh, at um, I did I spent a fair amount of time there so I figured if I was gonna spend money yeah. to be there anyway I might as well go in some of his tournaments so JB JB yeah. I believe he sold the uh, the McGilvery one. I think so. Yeah. I think what's well, changed ownership. He was. It seemed like he was exclusively at the St. James one, which is closer to me. So yeah, that and, it's, out. and it's quite quite honestly, it's I the better the one. Better. And they, the new the technology was yeah. newer, and you, you could know. and you could realistically go there and practice because there's a lot more metrics and stuff if you're if you're right. a data nerd. So mm. a lot more uh, yeah. ball related and swing related uh, data. I've mentioned this before, but my success at golf's on this past winter did not translate to the. Uh, uh, turf to the golf, golf course, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the green grass golf. Um, moving on, what would be your career low round? Uh, I was 64 at Bear Mountain and in, in wow. April. Nice bogey, bogey free seven, Jeez. seven deep. Yeah, where's we, uh, we played it from like 6,000? Uh, Bear Victoria. Mountain, Victoria. Oh, okay, Victoria, okay, yeah. still it's that's a score. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a day that, um, if I went back and played that golf course, I wouldn't. There was a lot of holes I'd play differently that I would never hit driver. <laughs> that I just happened to be hitting driver well, so I hit. I had a lot of thirty yard up and downs for birdies on Ooh, some of those holes nice. because they're like two hundred seventy yard par fours mm-hmm. that aren't met to, for you to hit driver. Right. And you get up there going, "Yeah, I should have never hit driver," because <laughs> um, that's where all the trouble was. So it was. It you know, it's designed for you to hit some sort of hybrid or something and then wedge yeah. it on. But uh, that's yeah. good. And where they had us playing from were, you know. Part of that was, I think the rating from up there was 60, like it's not, I think it was 67 was the, mm-hmm. the differential was only, I think, minus three. So, All right. Uh, even though I was Still. seven deep, but yeah. That's good. Yeah. That counts. Yeah. My little rounds at Kildonan and I, I'll count that. Absolutely. Fair enough. You have to. Have you ever played Kildonan? I, I don't know that I have. That's the one that's got the train track you got to yep. get over. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, Maybe I did. What do they call it? The green monster. It's a very, um, very good chance that I was. <laughs> I got a wild card question number eight here. You lived in Kingdom of Bahrain. Bahrain, yeah. Bahrain. Yeah, I was ah. there for three and a half I'm years. not a journalist. Yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. Most <laughs> not people, yes until we pay our dues. I going to say the... most people pronounce that incorrectly, so it's not, I you're not the first one. I just remember from the Bahrain Grand Prix from yeah. Formula oh. One. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they have, uh, they have the, I think their races in is it early February or November? I thought, yeah, I can't remember. I went twice. Um, How was it? What's that experience like? <sighs> Hot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Uh, uh, we got our, it, we got our quote. As far yeah, yeah as far <laughs> as be, as far as being in the Middle East, it's like Las Vegas. Yeah. Because uh, it's where the more moderate countries like the Saudis, the Kuwaitis, the, um, um, the Qataris would come there because things are a little more mm. relaxed. Uh, uh, gotcha. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as being an expat living there and more importantly for my, 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 my wife, um, mm. you know, where we lived, if she wanted to go jogging in a tank top and, 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 uh, you know, spandex shorts or whatever she could. Um, right. whereas other countries, yeah, that just like, if you were in, if we were in Saudi, she would probably not have gone outside very much. Right. And as a matter of fact, a lot of the expats, they would live just across, depending on where they worked, they would live mm-hmm. just across. Cause you can't, the only place you can drive from Bahrain is Saudi. Cause there's a causeway. It's an island, right? Um, so a lot of the guys would live there because it was just it was just better for your families. Because this is, and, and it's not because 
the Saudi people or the Qatari people are, are, are bad. It's just, they're a little bit more, um, moderate as far as what, yeah. they, what they tolerate as far as, you know, yeah. uh, at the end of the day, you're a guest there. Right. So, Certainly. Yeah. so yeah. We, you know, we, my yeah. wife and I worked pretty hard to try to, you know, yeah. figure no, out some of the cultural stuff. Yeah. yeah. yeah it I just made life simpler had, if uh, you, it, you know, Cause you could sometimes do stuff to offend people without meaning to like, you Absolutely, didn't know, right? for so, sure. Yeah. I do that here all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here I don't yeah, care welcome as much. To the podcast. Here I didn't, here I didn't care as much cause they couldn't just vote me off the Island. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, like it was survivor. Yeah. Bring your torch. Cause you couldn't live, uh, with your spouse if you weren't married, I think is what I read. Well, as a so. matter of fact, my wife didn't take my name. So when we went to Qatar for, uh, I went to Qatar to play in a hockey tournament. And oh. when we checked in the hotel, uh, we had to show them a copy of our, we had been forewarned, but we had to show a copy of our marriage certificate. Otherwise they wouldn't have let us check in the right. hotel. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. I've experienced something close to similar in uh, Morocco. Morocco yep. Yeah. Yeah. Morocco. Well, another similar. Arab country. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Egypt would be probably something similar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you playing hockey here in Winnipeg? Uh, I played a couple of, uh, kind of seasons as a spare in the Charleswood men's league. Oh, yeah. the, the over, I think it's over 40. Yeah. Um, Nah, I, I've kind of... The Chapman playing in that? He was... He is. Yeah, he's, yeah right. He's a bit of a sniper, yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Him and, uh, um, P, uh, well, we call him Pizza Matt, but uh, Matt's Matt Stephenson, who's a member here okay. as well. Mm -hmm. there's, a, there's actually quite a few members from here that oh, play yeah. in that league, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a good league. Um, oh, we'll have, to get, uh, we'll have to get Chapman on the ice yeah. mm -hmm. and, uh, and see... But uh, my uh, my last question here um, of the back nine lightning round: <laughs> What is your favorite condiment? Oh, you've been listening to Chasing Scratch. Were we, we trying to decide? I'm not sure. Do you they? guys do that too? Yeah, they they decided <laughs> maybe they snipped our question about about ketchup versus mustard. Is that is, are those the two were considered? They, they had no, no. You can you consider can. whatever. But I know when we had Hustler on from Winnipeg Sports Talk. Yep. He, he dove fan. deep into that. Yeah, big Chiefs fan. Chiefs fan. Yeah. <laughs> Good friend of mine's member here at season tickets. Really? To the Chiefs, yeah. Wow. I've, I've been to several games, yeah, with him. It's cool. It's a great place to go to a game if you've never been. Hmm. Good to know. Let's go. We'll put yeah, on any, the list. Any condiment? Yeah, any condiment, yeah. yeah. Uh, on any, what any situation, really. You can put mm -hmm. it on a burger. You can put it on a hot dog. Oh. You can put it on pasta. You can put it on a sandwich. Uh, we've had everything. I don't want to put any condiments mm -hmm. in your head, but we've had a, a wide breadth of uh, of options, spicy yellow mustard on a on a uh, hot Italian sausage. Would yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 Really, it almost like uh, burns your nose. It's so spicy. Uh, almost. I, like I'm not a I, I'm not a spicy wing guy. Right. I'm not like a, a, I, I don't want the ten out of ten at a Thai restaurant <laughs> as far as my curry. But yeah, but I it's do more like of spicy. a horseradish spice. Almost. Yeah. yeah. Almost. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Spicy That's mustard. I do. I do have a. It was a Polish horse horse radish mustard. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's yeah. It clears the sinuses. It definitely. Sure. Yeah, if you're battling, especially any sort if you're of having an Italian sausage. Yeah, if you're <laughs> yeah. having some sinus issues, that would be a good remedy. Yeah. Good. Good answer. That's probably one of our first. I battled a lot mm -hmm. of allergies. Sir. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's it. That's the back nine lending round. It's for Bryce Matlashewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian. Pr Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Contact Bryce, 204-515-3446. Frenchie, wow, this was awesome. Yeah, We'll have cool. to wait up for part duh. Part duh. <laughs> part duh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if we kept you too long. No, no, this, not uh, at all. Not at all. But uh, yeah, it was super, 
interesting hearing some of your stories mm-hmm. about about your life and yeah, experiences. It's, it's, uh, it hasn't been dull, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we prefaced it with James Chapman, the GM here at Glendale, said he's lived a life. Yeah, yeah I've lives. Li- I, I've lived a life in the last two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, we really appreciate you uh, you being so open with us. Yeah, no, having a beverage nice. with us again. Uh, thanks to James and everyone here at. At Glendale, we got the Glen Blonde, Glen Ultra. Come out here and play here. Great, great staff here as well. Great staff. We know Taryn. Who's doing? I don't know what their, her title is, but she's got to be something with food, food and beverage. She's yeah. like the general uh, manager of that or whatever it might be. But she's yeah. great. James is great. We got Derek Goodwin as a pro. We got Sandy Kersiba as a life Sandy life professional. Yeah, that's right. out there doing his fucking trick mm. shots and slowing the course down. But yeah. uh, regardless, thanks again for for coming out and, and joining us tonight. Uh, thanks and for having me, fellas. Yeah, we uh, we hope to chat with you soon and right. hopefully good, good golf. In Ottawa. Yeah, golf. golf soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. yeah. We'll, All right. With James, there we go. We got our. We got our foursome. We got our foursome. Sounds good. Okay. Well, have yourself a good night. We'll chat with you next time. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. And you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot.